Blog Talk Radio.
be holy. He's a holy God. He's my God. He's our God, the one who is holy, the one who we serve and we know sent Jesus. God is holy, and he asks that we be holy, that we will be examples for him in the earth today. Thank you so much for joining tonight. This is Angela Joy from Southeast Georgia, and I'm your host, Sunday night. It's 7 16, 2023, July the 16th. Well, welcome everyone who's listening either by internet or online, and uh, I'm glad you're here tonight. And I'm just looking to see what God's going to do. Not what I'm going to do, but what He's going to do, because it's all about Him. This awesome, awesome, wonderful, holy God that we serve. Uh, he doesn't need any help. And in the long, uh, along the lines of help, well, I guess we do help when we open our mouths and we release what he tells us to release. We're the mouthpiece in the earth for the Lord. But other than that, I can't do anything. I'm just here as a willing vessel. Well, I hope everyone had a great, great, great Sunday. Uh, it was a nice Sunday for me. Uh, spent it resting a little. Nah, no grandkids. Uh, nobody to bother me this weekend, not that they really bother me too much. I enjoy them so much. But really, Keller said, don't call anybody to try to get them over here. Let's just have a time together. And that's what I did this weekend. I just spent time relaxing. I spent time talking to the Lord, which I, you know, I do quite often, but without interruption, you know. I even watch TV, guys. Can you believe that? I... <laughs> I don't normally, you know, turn on the television, but I went to the Travel Network, and I found out some interesting facts about our country, and uh, that excites me because I like hearing about history. I'm kind of a history buff. I like hearing about our country and the things that have happened to make this country what it is today. Of course, there's a lot of negative things that happen, but that's just the way it is. Our lives will be a, a conglomerate of all sorts of things that happen. And our country is. But it was interesting to listen and find out some interesting facts about this land that I was born in. And um, to just thank God that he placed me here at this time and at this place because he had to have a reason in this land. So praise God. I believe it has something to do with my connection with you and with what God is doing through Prophetic Grace Network. We We just want to thank you know, God, for our founder, Prophet Randy, and pray for him and his wife, Julie, and their family. Keep them lifted up in prayer and, and thank God that he is diligent about keeping his hand to the plow and doing the work that God has called him to do. And that's what we have to do. We just have to put our hands to the plow and be diligent to make sure we're doing what God called us to do. And um, it, it was just a very, you know, interesting weekend to have some peace and some rest and some, you know, time just God and I enjoying the last few days. So bless God, I'm here tonight, and I'm glad to be a part of what God is getting ready to do tonight. I just want to say that, um, you know, I was at services today, and I, um, you know, I will have to say I had a situation where, you know, I was sitting near a young woman, and um you know, it's obvious 
obvious that, you know, some things were, you know, bothering her. And, you know, later on found out that basically it was, you know, a spirit of depression that she battles with a lot. And, you know, I I could, you know, I'll be honest with you guys, you know, sometimes we don't even have words to really say to them or to people who are suffering in situations. I mean, you know, there were others that came over and prayed with her or a particular person that prayed with her. And, you know, I just laid my hands on her as she was sitting next to me because I could just, you know, I, I could see it in her countenance and I could feel her, you know, the pain, you know, not knowing what was causing the pain. And, you know, and later on she shared with me that, you know, and I pretty much had forgotten but I had known before that, you know, she really suffers with depression. And, you know, she went on to tell me that she appreciates the prayers of the person who had been praying for them, for her, but that she knew this person didn't understand what it was like to live with depression, you know, to just feel hopeless most of your day and most of your life. And, you know, it took me aback because I didn't know what to say. I mean, she just cut it down before I could even say anything as far as praying the word over her. And she says, I hear the word, I pray the word, but that's not what I need. I need something deep, a deeper understanding of this word that I'm hearing. And, you know, it just touched my heart because I was like, what can I say, God? What can I release to her besides your word that will cause her to come out of this thing and stay out or know that when it comes at her, she can get through this and not go to the pit of depression? And it just made me so aware Again, not like I didn't know, but made me aware again of how many people sit in church, go regularly like she does, on pews, and listen to the word. They come in that way, and they leave unchanged. And I was like, Lord, what can I say? I know it's only the anointing that will destroy the yoke. And as I began to talk to her, I could sense, I could sense a lightening of her spirit. I mean, I could sense a change. And so she just began to explain to me and pour out to me that I know what the word says. I thank God for the prayer of that person. But it was like, I don't know, it was so different, you know, and she said, you know, can I, you know, in a way, can I reach out to you? And I was like, yes, you can reach out to me because I know what it's like to have gone through things that the enemy would want to drag you through and drag the life out of you. I mean, just basically just pull the life out of you. And then I was dealing with a situation with my own family where this person battled depression. And it was like she could sense that 
maybe God had something more to say to her, and maybe he could use me to, and I felt like, God, what can I say? I can give her the word. And then, the, you know, it was like God reminded me, it is the word, but the word has to be life to her. She has to be able to understand that the word of God brings life. And that when she reads the word, when she hears the word, she has to know there is power in that word. It's just not black and white print, black print on a white page. It's life in the word of God. People, there's life in the word of God. And I was like, Lord, I want to show her. Give me something to give her that she will know there is life and there is deliverance through the word of God. So pray for this person. You don't have to know her name. But there is a young woman who needs prayer tonight, who battles depression. And um, she has been trying. It doesn't seem like the meds have helped. And so she got off, and, you know, there's this yo-yo, up and down, up and down thing in her. And so I want to just read a few scriptures tonight, but I just want to throw that out there because there are so many people that we are amongst, that name the name of Christ, that are part of the body of Christ, that experience deep darkness, that are battling every day with this force of darkness that tries to just engulf them and take over their life. And they could be sitting right next to you at work, you know, someplace that you visit on a regular basis and you see them. Or they could be sitting right next to you on the pew at church. Lord, show us, you know, what we need to say. You know, I said to her, I said, you know, I can't really say to a great extent that I can, that I understand because, yes, I've had my bouts, you know, we all do. We have those moments where we go there and by the grace of God, we come out because we are using the word of God, because we know it is our, it's the anchor. (laughs) Hallelujah. When the storm is roaring, when things seem just out of whack and out of control, it is the word of God. It is the presence of God. It is the spirit of God that holds the anchor that keeps me from being tossed and turned throughout this life with the things that we have to deal with. And it just, you know, it was kind of, you know, like I said, I I know I'd known that she had some issues, but I've never at the depth that I think I felt today where she said, I need deliverance. I need deliverance. She says, I need a change. I need something to happen. I read the word. And I had talked to her before. Uh, She sort of mentioned some things about keeping the atmosphere in her home, you know, where there's worship and there's, you know, so she battles with that with other people who are around her who are not actually trying to have that atmosphere. 
So, you know, with me, it's a little different because I'm here by myself. But, you know, when you're with other people who aren't walking the way they need to walk and you're battling with something, that, that's intense. That's an intense battle. So we thank God that, you know, the word does offer deliverance. You know, in Philippians, you know, 4, let me just go there. And then I'm going to, um, you know, take a little break and with a song here, and I'll come back and share a little bit more. But, you know, Philippians 8, you know, 4 and 8, it says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And I had kind of ministered that to her before. You have to have a mind that is focused and your, your thoughts are on those things that are true that are honest. When, and when you begin to focus on the things that are mentioned here, you can kind of, the, like, it's an ambushment against the enemy. Because when he tries to come in, you've got the word as a standard that he can't penetrate. Because why? You're too busy thinking on the things that are the good report. You're too busy in praise. You're too busy thinking on things that are pure, that are lovely. And that's how you ward off the enemy's attack. And let me tell you, I've had to use that. I've had to tell myself, even recently, don't think on those things. They are not pure. They are not lovely. They are not of a good report. They don't have any virtue. They're not going to bring any praise. I've had to teach myself and tell myself, no, don't go that way today. Think on those things that will bring peace. And it says, those things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me do. That's what we see in Jesus. These things that we should see in the body of Christ, that we should be learning. These things that we should have received, and the God of peace will be with you. That's what the word says. And it, it has to be a realization that this is power through the word. There is deliverance in hearing and acting on that word. You will get results when you operate on these things that are pure, that are of a good report. You will see results. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. And we have a tendency to whatever we think on, we're going to release it out of our mouth. I mean, that's just the way it is. When you think on something, 
you might even find yourself like all of a sudden, bam, something comes out of your mouth. Why? Because you've been thinking on that thing. And so if nothing else, you all pray that when I speak with her again, because she said, well, can I, you know, instant message you? Sure. Because she, you know, and I, I can't really talk much during the day. I work like 10, four-hour days. And, um, um, you know, and during the day I'm working, I don't really get off work till 11. And I normally don't go to bed till about 1 or 2. And then I have to be on the phone by 10 a.m. And so I work four 10-hour days. And so I said, well, just text me or instant message me and let me know, you know, because between 5 and 8, usually I'm available uh, Monday through Thursday. And um, we'll get together. Because I know that prayer, even fasting here, some things don't come, they don't happen unless we're fasting. Only by fasting and prayer. That there are people that we see on a regular basis that are dealing with deep, dark depression. Demons that visit. Demons that are drawn to the darkness that they feel they're walking in. And so I just want to release that tonight. I don't know. I just felt that uh, to do so. I'll come back and share, share a few more verses that I looked up uh, in regards to uh, biblical uh, stance we take against fighting off depression. Um, part of it is if you don't feel there's a purpose for your life. And that's pretty much where she's at. Feel no purpose. Like, what's the point? You know, that's the enemy. I was like, that's the enemy. He says you have no place, you have no purpose. Don't think on those things. <laughs> don't think on the lies of the enemy. Don't think on the things that are not of a good report. That's not a good report. We've all been made for a purpose. Your purpose could be tied into somebody else's purpose. You're here because God's going to use you in a certain situation or with a certain person and show you that your purpose is tied into their purpose. And because of that, you're in God's purpose and you have a purpose. So that's some of the things that people in deep, dark depression deal with is not understanding they have a purpose. The enemy wants to say, you're not worth anything. You know, (laughs) you're not worth anything. Your life isn't worth anything. And she's focusing in on the negative lies, the negativity and the lies that the enemy is creeping into her mind and throwing things at her. There's so many people in this day. You know, I I look, well, I see social media really has a lot to do with people feeling worthless. She mentioned something along those lines one day um, about people, you know, 
on social media and what they do. She's focusing on things that the enemy is drawing attention to. She's got to focus on what the word of God is saying about us. We have to do that. We have to. Because all of us are open to the attack of the lies of the enemy. Hallelujah. So I'm going to play another song. I'm going to be back in just a bit, and um, we'll talk a little further about that. Maybe just depends on how the Spirit of God, you know, directs. Because like I said, it, it's about him, not about me. It's about him and what he wants to do. And um, we're going to uh, walk up out of this thing. You know, one thing I do like about, um, I just love about being a part of what God is doing here with Prophetic Grace Network is that, you know, we're a family. You know, there are people that call in and, and you know, on a regular basis or we listening to Prophet Randy and we're being a part of what God is speaking in his life. It's like sometimes, you know, I really didn't have this much at home in a sense. I grew up sort of like an only child. I had siblings that were basically much older and were out of the house you know, a few years or so after I was born. So I pretty much grew up by myself. And so I didn't really get a chance to have that type of thing going on in the household, with the siblings sitting around and whatever. And then from time to time, my mom, she was, she was pretty cool, though. She didn't, when I was growing up, she'd have her older cousin, her cousins, you know, they're all older. So, I mean, she was 45 when she had me. And all her first cousins, they would come over, not all of them, but a few of them who were, you know, in our area. They would come over, and I get to listen to these old stories about stuff. And um, that was pretty cool because she didn't drive me out of the room. And they weren't saying anything I don't think that they wouldn't want me to hear. It was just about things about the family, you know, grandpa and that I never met and grandma who I never met and, you know, other cousins that I never met and just the stories. And there was, there was, there was that, that family time, you know. There's little Joy. That's what they call me. Baby Joy, there she is. I'm right there. I'm just, you know, leaning all this stuff with about these old things and why they left Georgia and moved to Florida. And, you know, I had this cousin who used to travel. I mean, he would drive 45 miles an hour. And do you know every year that man in his 70s, I believe at that time, uh, 60s and 70s, would drive from Florida to California, 45 miles an hour. You know how long it probably took him to get to California or Las Vegas, basically go to Las Vegas, then he might end up in California. And I hear these stories and, you know, and so that's kind of like what I identify with being a part of Prophetic Grace Network. We're hearing the stories of, of what we have experienced and what we're going through and how we're here to help each other and to pray through and in Prophet Randy with what God is showing him, and he's enlightening us, just like I was being enlightened by things I didn't know because I didn't grow up like that with siblings around me and we're, you know, didn't have that. So I appreciate you all, and I appreciate what God is doing here and the bonding that has taken place with this network. And I thank God for just being a part of it, and I thank God for you. Thank God for your calling in tonight. And uh, I just pray God will just dispense revelatory knowledge and wisdom tonight that we will be able to walk into the things that he's calling us to go to 
by understanding and absorbing the word, which is life. It's life. It's alive. That's what it says. The word is sharp. It's alive. Hallelujah. So we're going to... um. We're going to see victory. Hallelujah. Yes, we are. And let me go ahead and play. I will be back in just a bit, and we'll continue on. See 
going to give you praise because what the enemy meant for evil, God's going to work it out for our good. You know, we're not backing down from any giants. Hallelujah. Why? Because we don't have to. Because the battle belongs to the Lord. And that's when you know. When you know that, when you know that, when that's a part of the way you are uh, welcoming the information and the knowledge of God into your life, when you know that, you approach things differently. Your attitude is different. You know, you're not, you know, like I said earlier, how a person can feel alone and that they're in this battle, in this war, in this place all by themselves. But when you know that the battle belongs to the Lord and that you don't have to back down from the giants that come into your life to attack you. Why? Because it's not your battle anyway. The Lord. And there's nothing and no God hasn't dealt with that isn't won, and we don't have the victory. It's impossible for God to fail. If we can have that a part of our understanding and know that we are in a relationship with a God who is always in control, who loses no battle. And I guess when you're in a mindset that you feel alone and that there's no one to go to bat for you, then the enemy comes in like a flood. Hallelujah. But he is a refuge in times of trouble. That's what our God is. That's what the word tells me. He's a refuge in times of trouble. That's in Psalms 9. I think it's Psalms, yeah, 9, 9 and 10. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. When you know God, that's what the word says. He is a refuge in time of trouble. When you know that you're going to dwell on those things that are pure and are a good report, you can run into God because his word tells us he's a good God. The word lets us know he is a refuge. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Those who are righteous. We can run in and we're safe. And though that they that know the name of their Lord and trust in him, because the Lord that we serve has not forsaken and he's not going to forsake. He's not going to forsake us. He's going to be with us. And so with that, we walk with a different understanding of the word of God. We approach things differently because we also know it's all working out for the good of those. Why? Who love him? Because he cares for us. First Peter tells us that he cares for us. That he's the one that we can go to. When there's nobody else to go to, we can go to God. We can go to God when it doesn't even look like there's a way out or anyone who can help us. We can go to God. We can know that his word is true. Hallelujah. He's not going to back off from us. He's not going to, for, you know, forsake us. We're to cast all our care upon him like it talks about in First Peter. Why? Because he cares for us. And to be sober, be vigilant, vigilant. 
Because your adversary, the devil, he's like a roaring He's in the earth seeking who he may devour. Why? Because he wants you destroyed, and he's coming at you. But when we have an understanding of the God that we serve, and we begin to use the word with authority, and know that his word is not just something written on a page, but it's alive. The word of God is alive. When that enemy comes at us, when we have been vigilant, when we have been of sober mind, that enemy will be thrown off because he will know that we're not operating on something that we just heard. We'll be operating on an understanding of the God that serves. And he'll have to back off because we will be demonstrating that the God that we serve is a God who loves and cares for us. And we're not going to think on those things that are not of a good report. Because that basically opens the, the door for the enemy to walk in, to devour us. We're going to shut those doors. We're going to shut those doors because our mind and our thoughts are like a gateway for the enemy when we open to negative thoughts and a mindset that's against the word of God and what he's spoken. We have opened the door that he would be. He would have access to us because he is going to and fro in the earth to seek who he can devour. So with that, let's just be mindful of how we approach things. Be mindful of the things that we let into our gate, our eye gate, our ear gate. Be careful about the gates that you have opened, that you have given the enemy access to bring in thoughts that would have you thinking opposite of what the word of God is saying. And that's exactly how he has access to us. And that's what this young woman is dealing with. Access to her mind, her thoughts. And so be praying for me how I, um, how I begin to you know, talk with her and direct her because I believe as she begins to close some gates, I don't know what she has opened that it is that the enemy has gotten access to. But I know that he finds the ways that we, and he, he comes through. He comes through. So, Father, we just thank you tonight that we will understand the importance of monitoring what we let into our life by what we see, what we hear, what we do, even the atmosphere that we create. Let it be one that represents the God that we serve. Be careful of these things and be mindful. And so, Lord, I thank you tonight for every caller that's on the line I thank you, Lord, for everything that you have said, you have released through me tonight, that it would be, you know, something that we can grab onto, that it be imparted into us. 
that we will walk in a way that we will know this God that we serve. We will know him, hallelujah, in a way that we've never really known him before. Let us even go to a new place, a new level in him. Let us be mindful that we will give no access to the enemy because our God is a good God. He's faithful. He's our refuge. He is our peace. And let us gravitate toward that. In Jesus' name. And if you're listening and you want to call in, please, 319-527-6027. If you're listening by Internet, that's 319-527-6027. You would press 1, and that would put you up and um, be happy to talk with you and pray with you tonight. Uh, uh, we just thank God for Prophetic Grace Network and those who come on here. Father, we thank you for you connecting those who are to be a part of what God is doing in this time, in this place, with this way of ministry for the ministers that come on. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So we're going to go ahead and start with our calls tonight. Let me go up here to our first caller. And uh, that's eight two eight nine eight nine. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Uh, Jennifer from North Carolina. Hi, Jennifer. How are you tonight? Um, I had a lovely day. I had a lovely day, so I just wanted to end it awesome. with the Lord as well. Yeah. Awesome. Glory be to God. Well, bless your name, Jesus. <laughs> Well, we're going to pray for you. We're <laughs> going to pray for you tonight, Jennifer, and just expect, um, you know, God's, you know, manifestation, the manifestation of some things. Hallelujah. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for Jennifer for calling in tonight. Glory be to God. We just thank you for, um, mm, glory be to God. I just saw, like, a very, like, a peaceful atmosphere like how you just kind of sit by water. You know, water has um, uh, this, brings this feeling of tranquility, especially still water, you know, still water, peaceful water. They just bring this feeling of tranquility and peace and just a, a resting, hallelujah, glory be to God. And, Lord, we just thank you tonight, even as her soul rests in you, like still water, let the peace of God continue to rule and reign in her life. Lord, let her rest in you like still water. Let her mind rest in you. Rest in, in the word. That as I was speaking about the things that we are to meditate upon, that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will encompass her, will be a rest for her as she begins to think on those things that are lovely, that are pure, that are of a good report. Let the peace of God, let her find that place and dwell in that place, abide in that place, Jennifer, abiding peace. Huh? Not just a visitation, 
but an abiding of the peace of God that we don't even in our natural mind can comprehend. Let that rest on her tonight as she basks in your presence, basks in the peace of God like still water, still water. I think it was a song that says it runs deep. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Call her out of the shallow into the deep. Hallelujah. God. Where there is peace even in the deep things that God is bringing her to. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Peace in the deep. I don't know. That just came to me. Peace even in the deep. My God, sometimes we feel like we're walking into things and it's just way over our head, you know. But even in the things that we can't comprehend with our own natural mind, we're out deep. We're in some things that are deep that God has called us to. And we can't manage to understand it with our finite mind. But you'll have peace even in the things that are so deep that you can't comprehend. Let there be peace in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Peace in the deep. Peace in the deep. You know, I'm not a swimmer. So, you know, in the natural, I'm going to stay around the edge, you know. But when I know that there is security for me when I step out into the deep, when I come away from the shallow, let it be so. When we walk into the things of God, we don't know what's out there. But we can have peace because who's with us? God is with us. Peace in the deep, the places that God is calling us to, that we can't see with our natural eye. We don't understand with our human frame that he's given us. But we thank you, God, there will be peace, you know, that she will think on those things, that that good report that, that God has already laid out for her. And she will think on those things even as he calls her to the deep in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. That's your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. My God, thank you, Lord. Glory. All right. Well, what's going on, Jennifer? Um, I think you... Pretty much nailed it. No, just trying to. <laughs> that is so good. Yeah. No, really. Um, he is so good. Yeah. He is good. He is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, a, just an increase of peace. Mm. Glory. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, um, that's you know. That's kind of the way we have to um, we have to get through this, you know. Um, 
We have to get through these things that we don't understand. If it ha- if it wouldn't be for the peace of God, you know, I don't even know how there are things that I would even be able to approach <laughs> without knowing the peace of God. You know. Yeah. 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 There's a situation that I do not understand that I've and in my mind hasn't been at rest because I've been trying to understand it, but mm-hmm. I hear his message loud and clear tonight. <laughs> so. well, praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name yeah. of Jesus. You know, and, um, you know, today, like I said, I just was able to just kind of rest in, I was able to rest in his peace today and just, Usually it's a bit of a hustle and a bustle the whole weekend because, you know, I have things going on and people around. And, you know, I was tempted to invite, you know, (laughs) some activity into my life. And God says, no, not today. Don't invite any activity. I'll be your activity for today. You just Mm -hmm. hang out with me and enjoy. Because, I mean, during the week I don't really get any rest pretty much. I'm, you know, working and by the time I wake up in the morning, you know, do I go to bed at night? It's like, it's bam, 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 bam. And then on the weekends, they usually set up where I'm here, there, everywhere, trying to do what I didn't do. And then I have the grandkids and they're, and then I got the, not, not, not this weekend. <laughs> not today. Not mm. today. Yeah, he's the best work. companion. Yes. He is. And, you know, yeah. um, I, I'm with him all week, you know, basically. There's nobody around but me. I work from home. So, you know, I, um, you know, if I'm not on the phone, you know, and, and there, there are times I'm with him. I'm on the phone and I'm like, okay, God, give me some <laughs> instruction here. Help me, Jesus. Because <laughs> uh, this person on the other end of the phone, they're not abiding in any peace. <laughs> they're they're not you know there's a bunch of chaos going on here and I can feel it through the phone line you know through the internet I mean I'm picking up all kinds of stuff Lord help me to stay in peace help me that the enemy won't try to zap my energy and get me in a chaotic frame of mind or situation or way of thinking the way this other person is at this point and that that's what I deal with all day long. I mean, you get people who are, you know, they're okay, you know, but they're still agitated. But then I get that high-level agitation. So, I mean, 10 hours of that, four days a week, you know, basically about 80% of the calls, it can be a little, hmm. (laughs) I've got to call on Jesus on a regular basis. Like, oh, God, help me. (laughs) Give me strength. Give me peace. Help me. You know, because... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to escalate this situation. It's already a little rowdy as it is. You know, it's come on the phone, rowdy. I don't need to escalate this. Please, God, get, you know, give me, give me some instruction here. So, and so I deal with that. And then, you know, so it's like, then I deal with family on the weekend. And Lord was just saying, rest this weekend. Hang out with me and enjoy my peace. Enjoy watching stuff that you like, you know, hey, travel network, I love it, you know, I can look at that and, you know, 
hear about history and all that good stuff. So information about things that I want to know yeah. about. So, yeah, he yeah. took me on a date today. So it was like I was with him all day, and it was pretty incredible, really. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, we need that. We need that. Uh, Regeneration, you know. We get that. Yep. Well, I'm glad to know that, and I'm glad to know that you, so, you know, sense that God is really speaking and directing um, because it's so important that we, you know, we, we understand that he is speaking. He's always speaking, you know. God is always directing us. He's always guiding us. Sometimes, you know, he's not moving exactly the way we want him to move or as quickly as we want him to move or maybe not, maybe quicker than we want him to move. But he's always giving us something. And so I'm, I'm glad that you were able to um to have that kind of day today, and that you know God is you know speaking even now. Yes, it was much needed. It's faithful. Awesome, awesome, yes. awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Was it? Was there any particular prayer request you want to uh, let me know about? Um, I think that would cover. Okay. Would cover it. That piece. Okay. Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, and then, you know, talking with this young lady today, um, it just made me aware of, you know, like, guys, don't feel like you're all alone in this world. You know, God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. He's with us. And, you know, more than anything, I just wanted to convey to this person, you are not alone. And even though in the natural and the enemy is attacking your mind to make you think that you are, go right back to what I mentioned with Philippians. You meditate on the things that say the opposite of what the enemy is trying to say to you. Shut his mouth. If you have to read it out loud, these things, devil, I'm going to think on. Those things that are pure, those things that are lovely, those things that are of a good report, I'm going to keep my peace by thinking on these things, devil. He's not going to want to hear that. And you can keep your peace. And um yeah, because the enemy's going to come around to try to steal your peace. We're going to keep our peace. I'm going to, I need to keep, and you know what? Jennifer, it's not easy. We have to fight for our peace. Well, how do we fight? We fight with the word of God. We have the victory through the word of God. It's alive. I kept wanting her to understand that. It's alive. It's powerful. We say it's sharper than any two-edged sword. This word is alive. What 
does the enemy have against the a living word of God? It's not some dead word. It's a lie. I just want her to understand that. When you release this out of your mouth, all of us, it just, I just saw a vision of like, when we open our mouths and we speak with authority and we speak with an understanding that this word is alive, it's like it quenches the fiery dart of the enemy. shouldn't be coming up in here. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Jennifer, yes, I didn't know I was all over there. No, no, no. The light <laughs> extinguishes the lies. Yes, yes, yes. 
Glory yes. be to God. Yes. Amen, amen, amen. Glory be to God. Well, I'm so glad you called in tonight and that you have experienced the presence and the peace of God today and that yes. it will remain. I kept hearing the word abide. Abide. Yes. Abiding. Yes. Hang Pardon. out. I just hang out. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen. Thank you. Glory be to God. Well, girl, I feel like you got what you need to, um, hey. All right, you're ready. <laughs> we did. Stay ready. Thank you. Amen. You are welcome. God bless you. Well, God bless you, and um, hopefully you'll have a great week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, I will. Thank you. Okay, then. All right. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Good night. Amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Let's go to our next caller, and that's going to be like this number now. You know what, guys? I should know some of these numbers, but I don't. That's sad. But... All right. 910-709. Angela Joy, and who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Sylvia from North Carolina. Hi, Sylvia. How are you tonight? Hi. Great. How are you? Oh, doing good, doing good. Amen. God is good, so... We're yes, doing good. Amen, 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 amen. Mm, glory be to God. Lord, we just praise for Sylvia. And uh, we just thank you, Lord, that um, I, know, I felt like a plank of wood. I don't know. Like, like a plank. And it was, um, you know, back in the, let's see, in the old movies where they would have the the person say, walk the plank. <laughs> walk that <Yeah>. plank. <laughs> and usually it was with seafaring men. Uh, they were on a ship. And when they did something that was uh, not what they wanted to uh, have around or deal with, and they would just say, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't understand the, I didn't understand, well, I guess they just, fed them to the gators or whatever, uh, fish or whatever. I don't know what's out there. Um, Sharks. I don't know. Walk the plank. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I just saw a plank, and I heard the word, walk the plank. Hallelujah. Walk the plank. Walk the plank. Hallelujah. God is so awesome because it's almost like I hear, walk the plank. Walk the plank. Why? Because what the enemy thinks he's doing by you walking the plank, that there will be no deliverance. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. You'll walk the plank and confuse the enemy because what he thought was going to happen is not going to happen. Because you can walk the plank, Sylvia, in confidence, knowing that no matter what it looks like, your God is your rescuer. Hallelujah. Walk the plank. It's almost like I just see a plank, you know. Enemy says, all right, I don't know if it's in, in, in relation to a, a, a situation or a circumstance or the enemy's kind of throwing at you and maybe you, you feel like, well, 
I don't know. All I heard was walk the plank. I saw a plank, and then I heard walk the plank. Because you know, and then oh. I, I began to understand that, you know, when they told those seafaring men that were on that ship to walk the plank, it was that something on the plank out there, they were going to fall, and they were going to fall into a place where of devastation. But the enemy is a liar. When God tells you to do something, you won't fall into devastation. You're going to fall into the arms of God for rejuvenation, for rescue, for deliverance, for everything that God has for you. Why? Because you stepped out on faith. And what it looked like in the natural was going to happen, that devil's going to be shamefaced because it's not going to happen like he wants it to. Because you're going to walk the plank in faith. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't know where that came from. Walk the plank. Oh, Jesus, help me, God. Oh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So how are we tonight? What are we doing? What's up? Um, well, I guess that walk the plank. Um, <laughs> um, at yeah, that's church, a different He's been having me. Uh, he's been having me to deliver some people, but you know how sometimes when God have you do things, um, some people are not satisfied, and so they, you know, undercover sort of come after you in the mm-hmm. church. So that's, oh. what that's what's happening. Yeah. So, but he's oh. me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's happening. Wow. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I can see that, you know, walk the plank. So when you walk the plank, you're taking a step out, and you're stepping out, you know. Nobody wants to step out on a plank, a piece of board, when you know there's something out there that you might fall into or something might happen that you're destroyed, or it's not going to be good. But because God is saying, you know, He's calling you to some places. There's some places you're just going to have to go in spite of what the enemy's trying to do. He's trying to paint a picture to cause you to operate in fear, to operate in disbelief. Uh, I don't know what's happening to my computer. Hold on a second. I don't want to shut down. One moment. I don't know. I may have to plug it in. There it is. I think it's because it's about to go out. All right, here we are. So, yeah, I mean, I want us to um, look at the the natural when God is calling you, you know, and then what you said, well, uh, the people waiting up there. Oh, and that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, what's the point? Man, I haven't even. What? <laughs> When was the last time I ever saw a movie or heard anything about walking the plank? What Walking the plank? And then all I could see is, like, you know, people out on a ship somewhere. People put them and say, walk the plank, you know. Y'all, anybody got any revelation of that? Share it with me. <laughs> walking the plank. <laughs> I don't even know if I can see. Walk, I mean, let me just, yeah, I'm interested in hearing about what is walking the plank. Go ahead and talk, Sylvia. Yes, because um, I sort of felt that today at church, and uh, mm-hmm. I felt like um, he was pushing me 
you know, out to do things. He told me to make myself available. And he, he told me to make myself available at church, and he's been using me for deliverance. And so sometimes churches, um, um, they don't embrace, um, you know, deliverance. And so um, he's just had me to, um, you know, minister to someone. And Uh sometimes um, I I don't think um, (laughs) they're embracing my ministry pretty much, but God told me when he finished, they will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Here's so something it says. He, okay. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm just doing what he tells. I'm walking in obedience and I'm doing it. And, and and when he tells me to do it, it doesn't really matter what man, doesn't matter what man is saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's telling you in spite of what it What's being said, you do what God called you to do. It says here, walking right. the plank was a, was a method of execution practiced on special occasions. Yeah, because they're trying to get rid of somebody. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it says also to be used for the amusement of the perpetrators, uh, like psychological, you know, torture exactly. of the victim. Exactly, exactly. So they even went to the extent of trying to, I guess, pretty much keep me from menacing at the altar. I mean, it's it's little things, you know, like on the cover. And, you know, and every Sunday sometimes I I hate to go, but God says that um, I have to go because I have to break the yokes off the people that are in the mm-hmm. church. So it's almost how I'm coming up against um, a big opposition, but I'm still doing it whether I have to do it behind closed doors or whatever. It's still being done. Wow. Well, you know, walking the planes in, you know, God, like you were telling, you're saying God's telling you, you to continue to walk in the direction and what he's telling you to do. In spite, it's right. like what the enemy meant for evil. <laughs> God will work it for you. That He's working it for you. Because this walk in the plank is like an evil setup yeah. for, you know, to try to come again. But yeah, God is letting you continue to walk it. Walk it. Walk the way you have heard God tell you to walk. And um, right. amazing, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, <laughs> let's pray for that. Let's pray over that. Father God, okay. we just thank you that Sylvia will continue to operate in obedience. And, Lord, we pray that the Spirit of God will awaken her and direct her and instruct her against the strategy of the enemy but she will be operating and walking out the strategies of God for her life, for her call, for what he has for her, that no weapon formed against her shall prosper. 
It may form, as we can see with the situation, but we declare it shall not prosper. Glory be to God. Because it's not her doing. It's God's doing. And when God is on our side, it's his battle. We have the victory. Glory be to God. The battle doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the Lord. So, Lord, we thank you that she's not backing down as the word of God went forth in that song. Talking about the giants. You know, because David, he could have backed down from Goliath. But, oh, no. And he knocked him out as a young boy with some smooth stones. Hallelujah. What? I mean, what a miracle. The things that the enemy wants to do to us, it can't happen. Why? Because the battle is not ours. It belongs to God. And when he puts us on an assignment, he puts us on it for his glory and for his own. So, Lord, let Sylvia continue to walk in that mindset that she is doing what she's doing because she's been called by God to do it, and no weapon formed against her shall prosper in the name of Jesus. So be it. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the blood that is applied. And as she applies the blood, she knows that she's walking under covenant relationship with God. There is power. There is covenant in the blood of Jesus. So, Lord, let her continue to be sensitive to your direction and let her walk that plank. Hallelujah. And that no weapon, no matter what trap the enemy has set, my God, she's going to be victorious. Nay, she will be the victory. In the name of Jesus, and whatever he's meant for evil, that filthy, rotten devil. Ah, my God, we thank you for the blood, ah, glory, hey, that will transform and translate and change situations for the glory of God. We give you honor. We thank you. Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly I can't I even, yeah, I can't, y'all. I, like I said, I can't attribute it to, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any pirate movies, guys. I'm, <laughs> 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 so today, you know, I got permission to watch, you know, some, some informative uh, stuff on this on the travel network, but other than that, and I didn't see any pirates, so I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I didn't see no pirate movie. I didn't see anybody walking a plank. I'm like walking a plank. What? A plank? <laughs> Where be the God? Amen. 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 Since I came back home, I did 
when I came home today, I sort of did like you did. I I rest today uh, in his presence because when I come back from church sometimes and I run into things, I just come in the room and, you know, get in his presence and pray so that I can uh, stay strong during the battle. Well, guys, I dropped. <laughs> the line just went slap out. All right. Well, Sylvia, I think she's dropped off. Praise God. Well, we'll just keep moving. It's like we were moving, right? So let me get my pad back. I had to redial into the show. don't know what the problem here, but we're going to keep it moving. Let me go to the next caller. Let's see. That's going to be eight zero three nine nine one. And who am I speaking with? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello. I don't know what's going on with the phone. I can't hear you. Eight zero three nine nine one. Hello. Hey, how are you? I now I can. I'm sorry, my phone. How are you doing, Angela? Oh, it's Angela. Hi, Angela. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, my phone just dropped off. I was talking to Sylvia, and then it just went. My the whole thing just shut down. No, it's okay. We don't. We we won't stop. We're gonna keep right on going. Glory be to God. Hey, glory, glory, glory. Amen. So let's pray for you, Angela. Thank God for Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for Angela tonight. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We just thank you, Lord, for her obedience to follow where you lead. You know, I just see, I'm not going to tell you what I see, but <laughs> you probably be crazy. But anyway, it's like, um, I kind of see you kind of like, a leader of a pack. I don't know if I'm going to say what animal it is, but I just see like a leader of a pack. Like you kind of set the order for things. You set the order and that there are those who follow you because they understand there's something about you that will you cause things to kind of like line up, you know. And because of that, there is a, a – uh, uh, you know, a bit of, like, trust and discipline and organization and strategy and being able to follow through and that you kind of a little bit like leading, like, people watch and they observe and then they, they, they kind of track behind, you know. And I don't know if you know that, but that's kind of like what I saw, you know, like that kind of thing in you. And um, that's it, you know. So I, I don't know. That's <laughs> I don't know. So how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm well. Wow. You know, that's amazing. You, you know, Chantal. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Sorry, my, let me start on my phone. Okay. This is a new phone. Can you hear me now? Yes, I hear you better, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, um, I was saying, have you, you you know the gospel singer LaShawn Payne? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was singing her song earlier tonight, actually, and um, it was talking about leading. She said, if I was in control of my life, it's a song called My Time. And she was saying, if mm-hmm. I knew anything about leading, because things have to go my way, but that shows how little I know about leading. And to hear you come on and say tonight about leading. <laughs> yeah, that was like a two for two. Yeah. yeah like, that was pretty interesting. You know, Well, maybe it's because I don't know how you see your life or how you see you your walk. Uh, I just sense that, you know, what God is saying, it, it, it's impactful. And I don't know how much you understand about how you impact and mm-hmm. um, how, you know, you cause things just because of your following through what you believe God is showing you to do, how it's, 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 uh, it's aligning to the things of God. And then you're, you're creating an atmosphere where people or things will line up because you're in alignment. You know, it's like you go into a situation and there's chaos and you're drawn into a situation mm-hmm. with chaos. What do you come up? What are you going to come out with? You're going to be in, in a chaotic situation yourself. You're going to be absorbed into the chaos, but when right. someone operates in a certain manner or there's something on their life or God has given you a call or anointing to operate in a certain way, that is going to set things in order and things and people will fall into line because you've created the atmosphere for that. You know, people create an atmosphere for chaos, it's going to draw chaos. That's exactly what it's going right. to draw. But when you operate in a way of alignment, and leading and, and lining up with the discipline of what God is, is disciplining you to do. And others and things will fall in line behind you because you've set the pace and you've set the order for that. So that's kind of like what I was seeing. All right. That's, hmm. that's, a pretty, that's a pretty awesome thing right there. That is. Wow. Lord yeah, that's God. pretty awesome. I never, that, that is. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Yeah. You know. No. Wow. <laughs> it's so I mean, did it take uh, not Angela? It couldn't have taken you that far off by surprise. <laughs> in a way, a little. In a way, a little. I haven't, I haven't called someone of a leader, but. Um, you know, that was the way you said it was like you said leading a pack or like a pack. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like, you know, like a per se, say it's a thing or, you know, I don't, I can't say per se it's a person or anything like that. It's just you bring that atmosphere where I saw things lining up behind you. Mm-hmm. So things uh, fall into line because of you having that on you, you know? Wow. Wow, that's. <laughs> I didn't mean to blow your mind or anything like that. Like, yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, that's that's great to hear. That's that's like, wow. I know God. You know, he thinks of me like that. But you know, that's you don't. I don't. I don't put myself in say, oh, I'm gonna be a leader. You know, you don't put yourself in in that position. But to hear somebody tell you, that's where your position should be. Quite humble, you know. It's, 
Like, wow, God, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm walking. Yeah, I mean, God didn't necessarily go around telling people that. He didn't tell David that <laughs> when he was a boy and right. he went out and he slayed that giant, you know, but he was definitely mm-hmm. called to be king from the time he was, you know, a child, you know, right. for his mother's, you know, in his mother's womb. But, you know, he didn't walk around. I didn't really, I don't really remember anything being said to the point where he just knew he was going to be king. I mean, except for right. the fact that he operated in a way that drew that to him and he was placed mm-hmm. there because it was the divine will of God, but it wasn't like he was right. puffed up in that. You know what I mean? Um, right. Cause right. I, a lot of people don't know what God is, is calling them to until they're actually walking on that path that they're being directed to what God is calling them to do. Right. And, um, you know, I just, you know, I just kind of saw things lining up behind you. So when you see things lining up behind you, that means that person has a, a leadership thing going on there. Nothing lines mm-hmm. up behind things that are not a leader. Right. Right. You know, I mean, unless they're kind of, <laughs> you know, somebody I don't know. You. <laughs> you know, I, I've been told all my life, you know, people thought I was in the military. I've never been in the military. I've never oh, wanted to go really? in the military. Yeah. Really? So, so why do they say that? What 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 characteristics? Tell me. I'm interested in knowing because that's kind of like <laughs> I didn't see any soldiers, but you know, I'm thinking of formation. When you said that, I'm thinking of formation. I'm thinking of alignment. I'm thinking of discipline. I hear the word, you know, basically alignment and discipline, and you know, that's what I'm hearing. That is definitely associated with military. Right. Wow. And structure. Hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that is a part of what you get from the military. They have to align. They have to be able to fall in line, you know, even in their marching, you know, fall mm-hmm. in line, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> they got to be disciplined, you know. And so, saying military, that's kind of like, I mean, I didn't see soldiers, but I saw that alignment with this thing, just kind of fall in line. She's there. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, kind of leading that pack right there. Fall in line, you know. Discipline. <laughs> you know, you said, I, I got to say this because you, you said something that made me remind me of my brother yesterday. My brother, had he had dinner. He took dinner for everybody yesterday. We have a big family. So, my, you know, my father passed in September, so he just wanted everybody to get together and just eat. No holidays, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Just come together, have a meal. And, he, mm-hmm. you know, he took everything. But he was so military with the really? – he's never been in the military either. But he was so actually you 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 prayed for him before and you said he had a military mentality, um, you know which really? sometimes can be a little bit too much. Mhm. Yeah, he did. Wow. So yesterday, you know, he kept yeah ordering everybody around and nobody be on the cell phones and kids stay off the phone. I mean, he was he was the whole dinner was military. <laughs> this is so, so he was so military. I started calling him sergeant. I said, yeah. I said, what sergeant? Where's the water at? Because um I want to get a bottle of water. I mean, he was just just that military mentality, like, you know, we all need to come together as a family. We need to do this. We need to, and which is fine, but I'm like, well, great. It's not like a, he's not like a drill sergeant. You don't sound like <laughs> oh my you know, get together, but he was very militant. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I was so calling him sergeant yesterday. Hmm? So that's something that's like, I mean, so you said people say it about you. So is that like a something in your family? <laughs> I. <laughs> So that's when I was in high school. I, I actually had 
I was working at the store, and this, this guy, I think he was in the military, he hadn't been in the military yet, because he asked me, he said, um, he said, are you in the military? I said, no. <laughs> he said, <laughs> and I was like, why are you saying? He said, because you're, the way you stand, you have a military stand. Oh my, my oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to go in the military because they try to even go in the military in high school. You know how they come around and I don't know they did your school, right. they come around and try to, you know. And I was like, no, mm-mm, I don't want to go in the military. <laughs> nope, oh no thanks. God. I don't want to get up early. Wow. But yeah, I've heard, I've heard that quite a few times throughout my lifetime, off and on. You know, people think I'm in the military, or was I? I've had one guy when I worked at Fort Gordon call me drill sergeant, but I was just. I was very focused on my job and what we had to do in that store. So he would, you know, because I See? stayed on his case pretty much, and he would, you know. <laughs> so, like, yeah. yeah. Wow. But I never, you know, thought about just considering it that way as being, you know, leading a whole bunch of people or anything. Just, but, you know, that's that's great to know. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I think basically it's just like, wow, so you really kind of confirm this is like, that's not anything you ca- you were trying to conjure up. I mean, it's just you. And that because of who you are, there's structure, you know, and you just confirmed that. There's discipline. We talked about that. Line up, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, buddy, line up. (laughs) Right. That's so interesting. I was was thinking, LaShawn Pays wrote a song. You know, she's saying, you know, that song is so beautiful to me. My time, the way she sings it is just so, it's just a great worship song. And she was saying that just goes to show how little I know about leading. And I was just thinking, thinking mm-hmm. to myself, you know, I don't know anything about leading because, you know, we get all into our emotions and, and things don't go the way we want to go. And But then the song, she's referring to that as being a leader. You don't lead with your emotions. You know, you have to, God don't deal with our feelings. He wants our obedience, like you said. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was singing that song earlier, so that's hearing that twice about leading, about controlling my life, where all these things have worked together, you know, that's what she says in the song, so that's a real pretty song. Wow. I have to, what's the name of the that song? Is, it's called My Time, My Time, Sean Pace Rose. She made it years ago. Um, you know, she passed away, I think about, mm-hmm. about two years ago. Mm-hmm. My time is in his hands. Yeah, I do. I remember. Yep. Yeah, I think I remember that when she passed. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Well, uh, wow, that's that's pretty interesting too because um, it's just I mean for you to say what you said about yourself and your brother is is it's like it's something that's intertwined in your being. This is who you are. Angela, I don't know if it's something that maybe God is highlighting or focusing in on for you to look at as knowing that this is a part of your makeup. This is who God made you to be and to gravitate toward that place more, you know, because I, I mean, then you talked about the military, because I kept like, just, you know, like, all in line, you know, like, but it was like, and, and what I was seeing was not like he, that you were ordering people or anything to fall in line behind you. It just automatically right. did it when you got in the place that you were supposed to be in. It was like an automatic thing. It just happened. 
Wow, wow. So it wasn't like you were, mm. I mean, I like I said, I'm not going to say what I saw as far as what he was using, but I saw it as an alignment <laughs> as just basically this in line, and when that's in line, it, it's going to automatically attract to attract that which is supposed to line up behind it once it takes that place. It will just, they'll, oh. it'll just fall in place. Because it's like, right. I don't know, now that you're telling me all this stuff about the military and your brother and how anybody else in the house act like that, Angela? <laughs> thank God, no. <laughs> so it's a, no. You said thank God, I think everybody no. was cutting the eyes yesterday. It was like, what is wrong oh, with him? Oh, really? But yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, my sister, we, they, everybody was looking like, okay, okay. And then finally, I just, I just called him Sergeant. I said, you know, Sergeant wins the water because... You know, boys in this bathroom, girls over. I mean, he was very military. Oh, I mean, I don't know what I said. Is he all right? Is he? Is he something going on with him? Oh my gosh! <laughs> is he older? Yeah, but he had you? good intentions. He's a year older. He's about a year, year or two older than me. He, yeah, we're about a year okay. or two apart. Mm-hmm. Because oh, nine wow. of us. He's the oldest boy. Mm-hmm. Nine. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a big family. Well, hey, he had to have some sort of discipline with that many people. <laughs> yeah, but we we could have listened just as well if he would have spoken, just spoke. <laughs> we could have did just fine with that. But everybody's like, what? so I, when I walked in the kitchen, I was like, because I saw the cell phones. My little niece had their cell phones on the table and stuff. And I had some, I walked on in the, the living room area. Then when I came back, all the phones were off the table. I said, well, what happened the cell phone? You don't want nobody on the cell phone. <laughs> He didn't want nobody on the cell phones or social media. So he made well, all the he wanted to have up. that family time. Well, he yeah. wanted that family time. Yeah. He didn't come over yeah. there. You all could be together for that. <laughs> he was going to make sure. Yeah, like right. Right. He was a little <laughs> over the top. I'm like, okay, he needs to calm down a little bit. That's but it, it was funny. nice. Oh, my yeah. Oh, that's funny. So that's, that's well, really that's... the only military that mentality, but um, I, I have I haven't heard that a few times myself, and I've never considered myself military material. If you want to call it that? I've never thought of myself as military. <laughs> and I guess people just associate that with people being disciplined and you know, right, handling things a certain right. way. They just automatically assume because believe me, I know some people who've been in the military and they act like they've never seen the military. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think it's a part of your your makeup, uh, you know, and who right. God called you to be, because I've known people personally who were in the military, and I I, I don't sense one lick of the military <laughs> that's ever been <laughs> on their life. All the men, it didn't help them at all. So you know, <laughs> not at all. Believe me. Wow. Uh, but you don't hear that so too. Maybe you the, also hear people going to the military that you see something, but you say you don't see it. <laughs> I knew that. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I think good. also because they spent most of their time that they were in there, the little three or four years, they, they spent most of their time trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why. So, wow. They just did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> they just, you know, they, they spent the whole time trying to get out once they got in. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I guess that's why. Wow. I guess why none of it. That's stuck. funny. It didn't stick on them. It didn't stick. <laughs> oh 
Oh, wow. But anyway. Well, what have anyway. I done? Hi. That's funny. <laughs> wow. So anything. Now you got me thinking about what. Well, you got me thinking about what God was showing you. You said you didn't want to tell me. You what now? You think about what, what God was. You said what God was well, showing you, but you didn't want to tell me. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, you know, how birds, you know, like, they line up in formation. That's or, what I was you know. saying. Oh, my gosh. That's that's what you I was saying, Angela Joy. Yes, oh I was going to say God. that to you. Formation like a bird, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, right, that's I what I was saying when you said it, formation. Gift, yeah, your prophetic gift is kicking in, Angela. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Kicked right on in there. <laughs> right. Hey, even the even the cliche, birds of the feather flock together. <laughs> Angela and Angela. <laughs> birds and birds. I got you two birds are actually my birds and I'm seeing birds. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. Wow. That, that is, is awesome. awesome. That is yes. pretty awesome. Wow. Well, you know what? That's oh, that's hey, that's speaking a lot, you know. Yeah, that is. And that's 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 that saying is. a lot. Wow, that's cool. Well, right. <laughs> gee, wow. that's pretty. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that so, is right. So, you know, not only is God revealed that to me, He revealed it to you. So, um, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. what I was seeing, so formation and that, you know. But I saw you out front, you know, and mm-hmm. things fell into line, you know, to fall into wow. place, to do what's necessary. Yeah. And going somewhere, going somewhere. Hallelujah. So, yeah, that's what I saw, geese, not geese just, in the formation. Right, right. And as soon as I said about the birds, because it switched, and then I saw geese. Because mm-hmm. I was about to say, mm-hmm. in my area, we have, like, there's a college not far down the road, and um, the I, I noticed uh, a couple of days ago I gone to Walmart and Walmart's like right on the side of this school and there's these ponds and I looked over mm-hmm. and all these geese were left. I said they came back, you know, they because mm-hmm. it was like for a while there was nothing, you know, you know, right. but then that's the other day. I mean, I saw. So many geese. I mean, wow. they flew, they fly in, you know, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. So wow. yeah, so God is, and then you mentioned about the military. So it's like God is letting you know things to me that He wants you to understand. That's part of your makeup. That I mean, you didn't have to. Oh, glory be to God! You didn't even have to go to the military to get that training. God put that in you. Man, wow! I, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> wow! I mean, yeah. it's in you, I mean, nothing you necessarily had to train for. It's a, you know, mm-hmm. do you think that geese go out and 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 are ducks or what are these other animals? You think they go out and they're trained to fall into formation or to have a leader of that formation? No, it's a natural part of who they are. Mm-hmm. This is a natural part. I don't know why I want to say this to you, but I just sense to say to you from now on, don't shun that. Embrace that quality that's in your life. 
begin mm-hmm. to embrace that, that, that quality that God has put in your life. Because those birds, the ducks, the geese, the swans, they, they're not like go to school, of course, to learn this. It's a part of right. who they are. Right. Right. It's in the fabric right. of their being. So, I mean, we went off on a few things here. We went from military to formation to, you know, <laughs> your brother acting out. <laughs> well, that's, that's wow. I mean, your brother was just right on time because that never brought me back to yesterday. That's how he was acting, like he was in the military, like he's a sergeant in the military, a drill sergeant in the military. This it was just so a dinner. Funny. Oh, my gosh. This is a- Yeah. <laughs> I'm you see it. You would have been like, calm down. <laughs> I mean, I know the bathroom was. I said, which, which, which bathroom can I use? He's like, oh, wait a minute. Let, let me, everybody, everybody. This is what he said. He said, everybody, boys, boys, bathroom over here. Girls, you all go over here. <laughs> I was like, oh, my <laughs> What did y'all mean at his but home? He was serious. He was serious. Huh? Was it at his home? Yeah. <laughs> at his home. Oh, okay. It was at his home. Oh, it was at his home. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. He, I mean, so he was serious funny. about that thing. But, but everybody, wow. Okay. That is amazing. But, um, we all enjoyed it. We oh, had a nice time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that was good. I'm glad you ended up having a nice time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the most part, it was. It was. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Well, well, this is pretty enlightening. So I just, maybe God is telling you to embrace that quality that, you know, that is in you. It's, it's in you to embrace and know, right. you don't know what happens, what will happen as you walk in obedience toward that thing. Maybe God's got that hooked right. up with something, you know. He doesn't really right. tell us or direct us. Just to you know, just to say it. I mean, I mean, this whole military alignment, formation, discipline, people. <laughs> There's something mm-hmm. with that. Right. I really believe that. Yeah. Amen. All right. I receive that. Was Thank it, you so much. You're welcome. Is there something you want to pray for? Well, I do. I have another brother. He was there. He did come yesterday. He's kind of like the. I was surprised he showed, he showed up, but um. He, uh, if you could just pray for his, his, his spirit, his mind, he, he, um, and the Lord showed me what it is. It's the spirit of death. He's a little obsessed with that, the spirit of death. And, um, really? I talked to him yesterday. Everybody, mm-hmm. He, he's, he's like my third, let's see, he's the fourth, third, no, third, uh, no, he's the second, he's my older brother, and then he's the second boy, but he's on down the line. But, um, uh, he, he has his, he's always, and I didn't, I didn't realize until yesterday when God really showed me. I said, but he's he's always been that way. Almost twenty something years back, he, he was always obsessed with the with death. And what I mean by that? What do you um, mean? I don't hear you. No, I was just saying. What, what what do you mean by being obsessed with death? He he wants it to come to his life. He wants death to come take him. And so when I was talking to him Is yesterday, he suicidal? No, that's the thing. He I don't think he'll take his life. Like he'll go and. But he welcomes it very openly, and that's wow. Not, yeah, and so God just led me to go do some study on on that warfare that he's in, as far as the spirit of death and what what it means. It does have something to do with suicide and some other stuff, but 
the Whoa. way he, he mm-hmm, the way he, you know, he ain't that type. I don't think he's the type where, ooh, y'all, I'm going to go kill him. I don't, I don't see him that way, but you can invite death into your life other ways, even subtly, like, you know, oh, when I die, right. I, I want to go here. So he, he ain't that uh, suicidal of it, but I, I see he, he don't mind if something's, he ain't trying to avoid it. He wants it. To, like, he's almost like, yeah, he almost like he wants it to come, but he ain't going to take his, his own life. He wouldn't do that. I don't believe he's asking him to do that. But he, he's he been, wow. up, the reason I say he's been obsessed with it, because even I think from years back, years back, um, he had these doll tags on. And we was at a Christmas mm-hmm. dinner at the time when I was like, why why are you wearing those doll tags? What's that about? Oh, so if I when I die, if I die, somebody know who I am. And so Whoa. at that time, you know, we didn't, so you didn't pay attention. You're like, okay, whatever that's supposed to mean. But now when I go back, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he done said this before a couple of times. It, it don't seem like he, um, he, he, he like he, I don't say he wants to die, but he, 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 he welcomes it very much. You know, it's like something on him, you know, the spirit of death. I mean, it's, who who wants to go around saying, oh, yeah, get get out of this world, you know, stuff like that. But, he, you know, so that. I don't think he likes. I don't think he's suicidal or anything like that. But I know he doesn't have belief in God. I know he don't believe in the Lord, and he he's definitely. I just mm-hmm. pray for him that God will break that spirit. Like I told me I said in the kitchen, I said we need to break that thing off of you because, you know, you up here don't yeah. don't just don't mind I me. Mean, I know we all got to die. I get that, but he he's like he wanted to, he like he asking it to come, you know, and I'm like no. That ain't that ain't good. Oh yeah. Well, I tell you, you know. Yeah, the enemy will try to come at us in so many, so many ways, Um, and um, just got a text. I got a text about somebody. They're not on here anymore, but since you're on the line with me, I'm gonna have you be in agreement with this person. They text in. Hold on. Charles and uh, would like prayer for his life and family. Okay. Let's just be in agreement for Charles. And I don't know if I've ever talked to Charles before. And, but anyway, so Lord, we just thank you for Charles. And uh, I'm in agreement here with those who are online and here with Angela in regards to Charles and the desire that he has for us to pray for him and his family. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you just continue to just open doors that he might walk through, that he will be on the right track for what God has for him. And, Lord, we thank you for the doors that are closing, that he might have no more access to them. Hallelujah. But that he will only have access to those doors that you are opening for him. And, Lord, we thank you for him leading and walking out this as a, um, I want to say just, Lord, Lord, even as a direction for his family, that they will be able to see that there's a direction they need to go in once he accesses the doors that are opening for him and are closing those doors that God has closed. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for Charles, and we ask that you just lead and guide him into truth in the name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Energy. We are in agreement. Anything you want to pray over that, Angela? Oh, the Lord will just bless them and keep them, make his face shine upon them, lift his countenance on them, and give them peace in the name of Jesus. And we cover them under the blood, the entire family. Let God's kingdom come, let God will be done in their life. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, Charles. Hopefully you will hear that and be blessed. All right. Well, we'll what's your brother's name, Angela? His name is Zach. Zach. Zach, okay. Is he older mm-hmm. too? No, he's like he's about forty something. Okay. All right, well, well, we lift up Zach tonight, Lord, and we we come against, I just sense it's kind of like a spirit, you know, that's trying to Mm. um, just, like, just be obsessed with this this thing. You know, that's uncommon. It's not a a normal way of, of, you know, and I don't know what it has to do with, but God, whatever it is, we sever the ties, connect him to these thoughts in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus that he began to have a different mindset uh, concerning his life, that he would entertain thoughts that would, that mean no life, that he would entertain thoughts that take away life, that he would entertain thoughts that have no I mean, when you think about someone talking and thinking about death, it's like they don't have a life worth living. So, Mm -hmm. Lord, let him see the value in life. Let him see that there are things that are precious to life, that he will avoid thinking on death because life is what you gave us as a gift. Let him begin to understand that life is a. I, I I was around someone at one time that they talked a lot about death, um, mm-hmm. and it was because they didn't really see life as a gift. They saw mm-hmm. life as a, 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 a you know maybe punishment. I don't know the the whole way of mm-hmm. looking at life wasn't the way God designed us to look at life. So because of that, they were kind of obsessed at times with death. So, Lord, give him a different view of life, like it's a gift, like it's something God gave us to treasure and to value and not death. Oh, there is victory in death when we are with God and we walk in Christ. And for an appointed time, all men will die. But God gave us the gift of life. And, Lord, let him begin to, uh, we pray against the things that will cause him to not see life as a gift. And help him to gravitate toward the things of the living and not the dead. We ask that this be in his thought and in his mind. In the name of Jesus, Amen. 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 Yeah, Thank I, you so much. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I just really sense that you know he just doesn't see life as a gift. Yeah. So. Well, I thank you so much for that. Yeah. 
All right, you're welcome. And um, I just, I'm waiting to hear God how God's gonna operate through that word you got today. <laughs> Amen. 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 I'm definitely gonna embrace that. And yes. Yeah, it's a part of you. I see. Yeah. It's a yeah. part of, of who you are. You know. All right. right. Well, Angela, we'll talk to you later. Look forward to it and. You have a wonderful week. Okay. Thank you. You too, Angela. God All bless right, you. Then. Night. Okay. And God bless you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Night. Bye-bye. Amen, amen, amen. God is awesome. All right. Let's go to uh, 251-342. Speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hey, Angela Joyce Latrice from Alabama. Hi, Latrice. How are you? How are we doing tonight? I don't know what happened to the phone. She dropped, or did she? It looks like she left as soon as she came off. Yeah, it dropped. Well, let's see if she's going to call back in. Yeah, because that calls as soon as she, um, as soon as I answered. All back in. Oh, glory be to God. Well, you know, tonight's been really, really interesting. So I think she called back in. Let me click back down here to her. You know, what happened to the phone? Hi, Hi Angela Joy. <laughs> I was like, what happened to the phone? I don't know. I was <laughs> That God. You what now? I said, I don't know. I was talking to Mike, but God. Oh, okay. Well, it is kind of breaking up a little bit. I don't know uh, what's going on, but it's kind of like distorted. It's not coming through clearly. Well, it, it rained here, and oh, it'll okay. do that when it rains. Oh, okay. All right. Well. Praise God for the rain. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, we pray it rains down some stuff for us. Hallelujah. Let's pray for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you for Latrice tonight. Thank you for Latrice. We thank you, Lord, that ha that even that the things that, you know, might hmm, I, I just <laughs> This has been interesting tonight. I just saw lemons growing on a tree. Lemons, lemons. So, you know, like with lemons, you know, you know the old cliche, you know, you take lemons and you make lemonade. Why? Because, you know, a lemon tends to be, you know, sour. You know, when I was growing up, though, I loved lemons. I would just eat lemons. I could sit there and eat lemons like oranges. I didn't even care for oranges as much as I did lemons. And, but, you know, the old cliche is that, you know, you get a lemon, you make lemonade. So I saw the lemon hanging on a tree, and I don't know uh, what might be a little sour or might look a little sour or be going a little sour, but it's like I want to just say to you that whatever it is, God has already put in you the ingredient to take what's sour and to make it good. You know, you can take a lemon and you can make lemonade out of it. And let me tell you, 
especially those folks in the South like myself, I love some good old-fashioned lemonade. You hear me? And it's nothing better than having some fresh-squeezed lemons making that lemonade. So, God has equipped you and has put in you, Latrice, the ingredients to take a lemon and make it good. Take a lemon, like they say, and make lemonade out of it. That no matter what sourness that might be in the byproducts or whatever is being used to, to try to sour stuff up, God has given you what's necessary to take what looks or tastes bad or to some folks and to work it out and have it taste good. Why? Because he's given you everything you need so that he can work through you to take that which is working to turn out for your good. So, Lord, I thank you for that. It doesn't matter what it looks like, but you are, you put everything in her that it will work out for good. Why? Because it's for you. It's for the purpose of God. All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And I thank you, God, that she has an understanding of this. She has an understanding of the goodness that God has instilled in her life that will cause things that the enemy wanted to go sour to be a blessing in the name of Jesus. We give you glory, God, because we know there's glory in anything that you allow in our life. We will see the manifestation of your glory. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Taste and see. Ah, What God is making out of this is good. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, did you drop off the line, Latrice? Go, God. Go, God. And uh, Angela, do you not know, but I have a lemon tree in my backyard. Oh. Well, what are you going to do? I heard that part, but I didn't hear the first part. It broke up. Oh, I was saying uh, that I have a lemon tree in my backyard. Um, Yep, and I'm told that it has some of the best lemons. I don't use a lot of them, so I give them away. I was going to say, what are the lemons? (laughs) (laughs) And look, they they just come back more plentiful like every year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I saw lemons hanging. So I don't know if they they sound like an analogy. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They are loaded. Some good good lemonade out of that. I very seldom, I may get one and put it in in tea, uh, but they are just plentiful. Wow. Are these the big kind that have that, like, thick hull on them? They, they are. Okay. I remember and having dozens of those when I was a child. I have ladies that come, and I give them, I pick them, I take them to church. I just try and get rid of them because I don't want them to go bad, but they are so plentiful. 
Wow. That was was nobody but God. (laughs) Amen. Well. And we tell the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is. The spirit is speaking in some unusual ways tonight. Oh, yes. But God. He'll do it. But God. He's speaking and he's moving. All we got to do is listen and move with God. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. So how's it going? What do you want to share with us? Uh, what do you need prayer for? Oh, that, he, he is moving. I had um man of God told me that I had a 24-hour miracle. And uh, I was like, well, okay. And I, I had a 24, 48, a 72, and a 96-hour miracle. Um, they did not get my letter to me regarding tuition for school. And they told me in a, on a Monday that I owed this astronomical amount by Wednesday. So mm. I told my advisor, the lady was like, no, I sent you the emails. Like, no, ma'am, I've been expecting it for over a month now. Anyway, I told her, uh, I asked her if she could send it back to me, if she could forward it to me. And it was, oh, mm-hmm. isn't that strange? I don't seem to see it. I'm like, you didn't send it. But, um now, classes started that Wednesday, so the miracle was they let me make a payment arrangement. They have uh-huh. never done that in probably the school's history. Wow. So they told me to make an arrangement, and I did. So uh, the day before the payment was due, I got an email. I was on the computer doing homework. And it uh, it popped up, uh, gave me the school. I said, oh, I said, I'm saying that's a reminder for me to pay them tomorrow. So the Holy Ghost said, just read it. So I read it and hmm. said they were pleased to announce that my tuition had been paid. Praise God. I'm like, well, glory to your name, God. And uh, so now that was. Actually, that was the last miracle, but I was on the Thank phone you, and I told this young lady, I, uh, I've i been going back and forth to clinicals. Sometimes my days are 15 hours or 17-hour days. Wow. So I told her, I said, well, remind me to pay my light bill. It was due like five or six days off. And uh, she was like, well, okay, I'm going that way now. I said, well, okay, just pay it, and you can come by tomorrow and pick it up. And uh, she, she told me to hold on. Uh, someone beat in. She got back to me about 3 o'clock. This was at about nine or 10, about 10 or 11 that morning. So she said, well, I just put $2 on your account. And I said, okay, I'm about to have to get your money. She said, no, that was my blessing to you. I'm like, well, that's right. Okay. Jesus. She said, the lady, 
think I've spoken to eight seven zero four one five. Are you there? Hello, this is Shabanda from Arkansas. Hi, Shabanda. How are you doing? Fine. <laughs> this is fine. I was thinking about you the <laughs> other day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of something you said to me the other day, and I thought, hmm, interesting. <laughs> All right. I was like, okay, Yvonne, what have you released into the atmosphere? <laughs> All right, let's pray for you. Lord, we just thank you uh, for Shamanda, we thank you, God, that, um, oh, glory be to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I'm i seeing like a dripping, a dripping, a dripping, dripping, like from a faucet, like dripping water. And um, and it's like now the water, it was that which was a drip drop has become a full flow. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, Lord, we thank you. Those things that you have spoken to, Shavonda, the things that you're doing in her life, a little bit of this and a little bit of that is kind of slow coming. There's a drip, there's a drop, there's a drip, there's a drop. But, Lord, I thank you as I see as this thing will become full force in her life, that the drip, excuse me, and the drops will become a flow, a full flow of the things of God flowing. And you you think about water, Shimon, you think about the Holy Spirit. You think about, you know, uh, the the Spirit of God in relation to water and then how a drip and a drop and a drip and a drop. But now I see, like, the faucet being turned on full force. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Where not only will be no more drips or drops, but it will be a full flow of the Spirit of God flowing and the things that have been dripping and dropping and a little bit here and a little bit there, sensing this and sensing that, that you'll be able to feel the full flow of what God is about to do in and through you. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that let her in the spirit realm turn the faucet on full force. You know how you can turn that spigot or whatever they call it, like even now I can see like a, when I was outside today, you know, I had a little bit of water and then I, you know, but when I turned that thing open, full gauge, everything with power came out because I opened it up. I did it. I I did it because God is saying you have the ability to say, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready for whatever you have for me. Bring it on the full flow of the anointing of God, the flow of God in my life to manifest and to come forth, to bring what you want to bring, and to even, you know, there's power also, Shabanda, in water that will wash things out of your life. You know, water has a way of just, woo, it can just flow stuff, blow stuff, move stuff right out of your life. And the fullness of what God has for you will be operating in power, that the things that God wants to drench you with will also have the ability to wash out everything that he needs to wipe out of your life. So, Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that she will operate in the fullness of what God has for her, not a drip, not a drop, not a here and a there, but a God who is flowing full in her life. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 Hallelujah. What are we doing tonight? I'm doing well. Um, I released a lot of endorphins today, but I feel good. But um, I'm doing well, and um, I received it in so many different ways because, like, I just, I'm like, at this point, why ask for the things that I can handle and I know that I can accomplish, so why not let that, let me get off my behind and do what I have to do, and then God will begin to move. Wow. Wow. That kind of lines up with what was being said. Like in a point at a particular, you know, in a particular way, you have control. Like we were talking about with the faucet, you know, you have control to shut it down some, let it be a drip or a drop, or you have the ability to have that thing opened up. So that's kind of like what you just said. Right. Yeah. Man. I kind of already knew that person, but I'm like, God, I don't 
I don't know them enough like that to put that. I don't know. I had to pray about it, but clearly everything about that whole, everything that I was having a dream with the warfare about was, it's not just towards that person. I need to clear some things up too. Right. Yeah. Well, God will uh, show us some things and, you know, he, and, and it's interesting, you know, you're saying he's getting real specific, you know, about what he wants you to see. You know, he's getting real specific. So praise God. Just meditate on that and, and, and ask God to give you, you know, a better understanding of what he's trying to tell you. Yeah. um, Anything in particular you want to prayer for? Um, I know the the last few for a few. I, oh my goodness, what is the country happening? I'm sorry, Stephanie. What? I was about to say, I was about to say, see like real country, and I couldn't get the word out. It was gonna be real country sounding, but um, for the last few weeks, I was talking about <laughs> healing and um preparation. For, for my goals that I have, that I, I know that I'm ready to go to. But if it's not for me, which I think that it is, but if it's not for me, I don't even want it to get in the way. I don't want it to get in the way. Right, right. Well, we just believe God for him to direct you in the way that you need to go and so, Lord, we just thank you as um, you know the path that you've got set for Shavonda. You know what you have laid out for her. And you know the perfect will that you have for her life. You know what you want her to focus in on and what you want her to follow through on. And most of all, God, you want her to follow through with you. So, Lord, we just thank mm-hmm. you tonight that she would become even more sensitive to um, what you're leading her to do and and how you're guiding her. And, and Lord, just make it real clear, real, real clear. Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that you're dealing with her with clarity because, you know, when she mentions about even seeing names and that kind of thing, that's clarity. That's specific things that, God, you're revealing to her. So, Lord, let her be sensitive to know the strategic way to go what she's to do, how she's to go, how she's supposed to operate, what she will see, instruct her on what to do. And, Lord, we thank you that clarity will come to her in the name of Jesus. Clarity, clarity, heritable shit at our clarity. You know, I just saw a bell ringing. So, like, you know, you you know of a bell, you know, when a bell is dong, dong, it's like, you know, that's a bell. You know, I'm not to say, right. you know, that sounds like a dog barking. No, that's not a dog barking. That's a bell ringing. You know, I've got somebody behind me that I don't know how they got them up in the city, but I guess it's okay. They've got chickens. <laughs> and those roosters wake me up around 2 in the morning, cock-a-doodle-doodling or whatever they do, you know. And... I know the sound of that rooster. You can't tell me that's a bell ringing at 3 in the morning or 2 in the morning. I know that's a doggone rooster over there crowing. Okay? 
You can't tell me it's anything other than that because I know the sound of a rooster and I know the sound of a bell. So, Lord, I thank you that she will be so in tune to the spirit of God that the enemy won't deceive her and say, Shabbat, that's not a bell you hear. That's a rooster. And you'll be able to say, you lying devil, get up out of here. I know what I'm hearing. So, Lord, I thank you that you will come to that place of understanding and clarity when the spirit of God moves on her, that the enemy won't be able to say it's something other than the spirit of God. He won't come and with, no, you don't need to listen to that, Shavana, because no, you will know. And so, Lord, we release that over her tonight. We thank you, Lord, that she will have a peace of knowing that she's going to hear clearly what God is speaking and that the enemy won't be able to trick her or move her out of position to receive what God has for her because she's going to know without a shadow of a doubt that it's God and he's speaking and he's leading. We thank you for that. We give you glory for that. We praise you in advance for that even now in the name of Jesus. So be it. And we seal it with the blood of Jesus. And we thank you that the blood speaks and covers. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let her have peace. Peace that she's going to know what you're saying, what you're instructing, what you're telling her to do. She's going to have peace in knowing that she's going to hear specifically what to do. She's a child of God, and we know his voice. Amen, amen. All right. Well, sounds like your baby got quiet. Uh, Yeah, I put on the little calamine teething um, solution or whatever it's called, and I got, I'm actually holding him. He's really sleepy anyway, though, but, yeah, he's just teething right now. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad he's feeling better. I know that's a, ugh, can't even, I'm glad we don't remember some things when we were babies. <laughs> you know, those things we don't even remember. We don't remember teething. We Some of this stuff, you know, most of it, you know, we don't remember anything about. Thank God. God is so gracious. He spares us the memory of some of the pain that we went through. Right. That's that's yeah. God's goodness <laughs> to spare us of the memory of the pain, you know, because I'm sure that, can you imagine you got teeth coming through your skin, your gum? Right. You yeah. know, that, I mean, just the thought of that, that, you know, that's pretty intense. <laughs> you know? You know, when you, I never really thought about it until I just kind of a vision of this now you know, teeth cutting through skin. Right. That that would be you know, and how God has spared us even the the memory of some of the things that our body goes through when we're young in development. We're spared of even the memory of that pain. That's God. Mercy. Right. His compassion for us. Yeah. Wow. And that's a sermon right there. <laughs> right. It's much different than a root canal or a whistle. A what now? 
and yes, because um, how how great how gracious God is is much different than a, a wisdom tooth or a root canal. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I had you know when I had my wisdom teeth, I had four of them take yeah four yeah four mm-hmm. taken out at the same time. Oh, my I didn't really, I know, I don't remember, it wasn't that bad that I can remember. I don't, I don't remember being that bad. I remember everybody kept telling me, it's going to be so bad. You know, so I was like, okay, this is going to be horrible. But I think I, I was out for like a day, gave me some medicine. And I remember the next day, I remember it happened in January, and it was really cold that day in Florida. And they had a parade. I think it was uh, Martin Luther King Day Parade that next morning. And I got them taken out like the day before. And it was about, I mean, in Florida, it would be about 35, 40 degrees, you know, uh, with the wind blowing. That's cold in Florida. And I was out in it after getting four wisdom teeth taken out. That's just how good I felt the next day. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. So. Anyway, I'm glad I'm glad he's better, feeling doing better. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe it's the peace of God. Just lay your hand on him, and peace of God, just feel his little body. Right, Amen. 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 Yes. All right, Shavonda. Well, we believe God's going to direct you exactly where He wants you to be and what He wants you to do. Yes, ma'am. I have a blessed night. All right, you too. Glad you were able to call in, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. All right, good night. Amen. Uh, Shavonda, I forgot to mention you gave me a word last um, week. I'm I'm, I'm meditating on that word, girl. I think you might know what I'm talking about. Glory be to God. Something interesting happened after that. Let me go to the next caller. It's going to be 908305, and this is Angela Joy, and who am I speaking with? Angela Joy, this is Carol from New Jersey. How are you? Well, hello, Carol from New Jersey. I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing awesome, too. Awesome. (laughs) Just awesome. (laughs) No, I just want to tell you. Yeah, go ahead. Pray for me first. I want you. Well, what what do you want me to do? I'll pray. I'll pray. Father, we just thank you for um, Carol tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you're just an awesome God, and she knows you're awesome. And thank you for showing up in awesome ways for her. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, as you begin to just align things for her. I see, like, stuff lining up. Like, when someone's putting up, um, like, I don't know why I saw this. But anyway, it's like when they're doing, like, construction or, and they have to this line stuff up to make sure that this piece goes here and that piece goes there because if they, do, they don't do it right, then it's not going to set right. It's not going to form right, you know, even though, it may look right. They have to make sure by measuring that it is actually set up the way it needs to. Because otherwise, it's going to affect the whole construction 
of what they're making. If things, you know, say, for instance, I've got a board cut, you know, an inch or even a minute, a quarter of an inch too short, and it's supposed to line up with the board that I've got next to it. If by chance I don't do that precisely the way it needs to be, we're going to have some problems. I mean, it may not affect what you're doing right now, but down the down the line it's going to affect those other things that have to line up with it. So, Lord, we thank you that you are aligning things in Carol's life that even though it might look, you know, to the eye that it's right, let her have a preciseness through the spirit of God, through the understanding of, of God, by the word of God, that it lines up the way God says it has to be so that down the road, it, everything's going to be in alignment. So, Lord, we thank you for that tonight. We thank you for the alignment and the, the sensitivity to know as things are falling into place, to know that it must align so it can connect with what's up the road and what's down the lane, and what's around the corner, and what's happening in her life even now. We thank you for that, and we give you glory for the alignment in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So how are we doing? Amen. Um, I'm saying I'm doing pretty uh, uh, pretty awesome. Things are falling into place, quote, unquote. But, uh, yeah, I... Yeah, I just, um, I've had some really good breakthroughs. Um, of course, I was praying for a job, but I did have, like, um, a part-time job that's offered that's offered to me. I should be starting next week. But it's only just for a few hours, but it's doing the counseling that I've been praying about for a long time. And then all of a sudden it was like, then I have another, I just finished an interview with someone, and they want to hire me for, another part-time job. So it's just maybe a few hours a week, but it's doing counseling, and um, right. that's a blessing. And um, so and just exactly what I want to do. However, I do the other, there's other things in place too. So it's not exactly everything, but it's a little bit at a time. So you're talking about aligning. It's yeah. that one thing has to align yeah. with the other. Wow, yeah. yeah, as you were saying that, I started to think on that word, because, wow, that is pretty profound. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that so word that's really, like, lines up with that. Yeah, and also, if you could pray with, because, um, of course, I live in New Jersey, but um, I have my board of social workers where I have to get my hours um you know, to get my LCSW, if you're familiar with the LCSW. Mm, what is it again? License in Clinical Social Work. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm kind of a little bit because uh, I know All that right. there's anyway. certain licenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a, I'm a social worker, and if you get your license in clinical social work, it's like you can get your own practice with social work and counseling practice and Christian counseling. It's okay. wonderful. Right now, I have a license in social work, and years ago, because I've been in social work for many years, I ended up doing all the counseling hours. However, you know, life happens, and I wanted to reapply for it. I said, let me go back into my counseling field again, and um, they said because it was a long time ago, they won't accept the hours that I had, and I did this work like years ago, so 
It's a bummer because they really should have said yes. So I put all my paperwork in. So just pray that the Board of Social Workers in New Jersey says you don't have to redo all your classes. It's like me doing it like I did that about 10 or 15 years ago. But it's still like they changed it that it has to be five years. And if not, I have to go like work full time for two years straight in order to get this LCSW, um, which I already did. Like 10 years ago, you know, and I mean, of an LSW, so it's really part of how to get that. But I've done the work and I've done it years ago, except they changed, I don't know, they always change the rules for everything. So I've done work and counseling. So I just pray that the Board of Social Workers, that I have the favor of the Lord, that they say, yeah, you can just get it this way. It'll just kind of put me in the place I should be, you know, lost a lot of time, you know. Um, so. I'm going to pray that God will do that. Of course, I pray for God's will, but that would make Amen. it much easier for me. You know, I did the work already. It's not like I didn't. So right. I'm going to pray about that. Amen. And, uh, well, yeah. and then, Amen. And then when, they, and when they do approve it, I have to take a test after that. But even so, as long as I can get the hours and I can retake the, I can take, retake a test I need to take, you know what I mean? That would be a beautiful thing. But in the meantime, these two places that I'm going to be working are, are Christian counseling and the really pretty cool places. Like the first one place that I'm going to work with is Christian counseling, which I definitely want to do. So that's a blessing. So they want they want me to sign some papers. Hopefully I work on a Monday. And then the other places, like they want me to do counseling with families. And I also mm-hmm. said, hey, I play guitar. And then the guy who is the um, – the director, he turns around because I was doing a Zoom call, and he said, hey, look, I said, you're a musician like I am, aren't you? He said, yeah. And so then I said, can I go into some of the homes and play the guitar and sing? And he said, yes, you can. Awesome. Wow. Now, that's something I prayed cool. about, right? I get to use my musical gift. So it's, you know, really? and then they said, of course, as their, they said, as their companies grow, you can do that. But of course, I'm going to look for a a job, you know, a full-time job with the regular company, a healthcare company, which I, which now they keep calling me about jobs. They keep getting things all the time about they want to interview me for these jobs. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's not well, that's crazy. really cool. It's just that God hasn't breakthrough. But the only thing is I, I think I mentioned this before. I had to go around and ask some people for forgiveness. God told me to do that over a year ago, and I had to listen to him, and I did that. And the doors mm-hmm. opened after I did that. I told you that, right? Well, no. I remember I remember the last time we talked, you we had a discussion about that, and you were really like, you know, like, I know I need to do this, you know, and that. You know, it was it was I remember it was conversation about that and you know what you had to do. So that's kinda like the last time I talked to you. Well awesome because I did I did I did what God told me to do, but he told me to do this a right. long time ago. And I didn't listen to him and, and, and he said mm-hmm. if you don't listen to what God says, obedient he cannot bless you. You can't. It doesn't work mm-hmm. that way. So I listened to him Amen. and the doors are open. They are, but I only have three other people yeah. to wait on something. They told me to do three, but I did six already. <laughs> I have three more to go. Uh, I'm, wow. He must say, my child back Caroline, she's really stubborn. She takes a long time to get through. 
Oh man, I gotta listen to Jesus, but um, you know, be more obedient. But I did that, and um, the doors are opening. And then also, so that's really good news, you know. That's really wonderful. So it seems like it I'm is. Stuck it's really good news. You know what I'm talking about? When yeah. you feel stuck for so long, or maybe oh, not. I don't know. Maybe. Yes, I know. Believe me. Yes. And then another thing, so I think it was that. And then there was a, a prophetic man I called on a prayer line, a prophetic person. I called this person on a prayer line and he said, um, he told me some other good things, he prophesied some other good things in life, but he said, you got to, he said, you have to be obedient to the Lord. And he said, you can't move forward unless you're doing these four things. Praying every day, praying every day, which I do. Read the word. He said, you got to read the word, which I wasn't doing as much as I should, the reading the word. I know I should have with oil and every day and pray God's blessing. And then also fasting and praying. Every day you have to do that fasting and praying, like every week or whatever it is. And I started doing that, and um, I had my breakthrough. And I don't feel... I really don't feel that oppression that I felt because of, you know, I, it's very impressive not having a job and uh, stuff. But, right. But anyways, it was really an impression, and God took that away from me, thank God. He, I don't have that oppression anymore. Well, praise God. Just praise God. That's so awesome. Um, oh, wow. I mean, what a testimony. I mean, to anyone who's listening you know, and, and you're dealing with unforgiveness. I mean, Carol has just said something that's pretty, it's pretty exciting. You know, and, oh, my God, I just felt the presence of God, the presence of God. I just felt, you know, I, oh, praise you, Jesus. It's like, you know, as I was talking about things aligning up and things falling into place and, it even goes back to the for forgiveness or unforgiveness, Carol, that that basically, oh, praise Jesus. It's almost like I saw that as the foundation of what needed to happen for you to start the building. Glory be to God. Because the foundation has to be right before you can even begin to build. And if there's something that's not right with the foundation, what you build on it will not be stable, will not be set, will not stand the test of time, of, you know, the seasons that change and the things that happen even in the atmosphere. Because guess what? The foundation wasn't right. So no matter what you build, it won't last to the point where God was saying, I want to put you into a place of building where it will last. So now that the foundation is made right, the things can begin to align because the foundation is in place. And I believe that foundation had to do with you coming to that understanding of walking in forgiveness. So, And, you know, God is such an awesome God. And, of course, he knows us better than we know ourselves. 
You know, he knows what he can trust us with. He knows what to allow us to to have access to. He may just give us little bits and pieces at a time because he wants us to understand that we are able to take this, what God has given us, and make good on it. And then he can trust us with a little bit more. Then he'll put that in place, and he'll see that you'll be obedient to make good on that. And then the next thing, and it's amazing because as you saw, I mean, I wanted to even say when I was first telling you about alignment, it was like, don't say foundation yet. Don't say it. Don't say the word foundation. And then it was like God was saying, don't say it because I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you and show you in what she's going to say what the foundation is. And the foundation that you're building on is forgiveness. That's why things are being placed and 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 God I believe is advising that you monitor and you make sure it's it's right he's giving you a little bit at a time because he wants it right and he wants you comfortable with what he's telling you to do so that you can know that it's God's instruction on how he wants to do this thing. Just awesome, Carol. Just absolutely awesome. Because I was so tempted to say foundation. Because I'm thinking, how are you going to build something? And I'm seeing construction. So I'm like, while I'm telling you this, I'm thinking in my mind, how can I talk about building something when I don't bring in the the information concerning foundation. He was like, don't say foundation yet. Don't say anything about foundation. Because you came back and you said forgiveness. And God says, that's the foundation. That's why I'm able to have her begin to build. Because the foundation has been set right. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. Lord, we thank you that you're patient with us that you're a God who is just your mercy, your grace, and you're patient with us for us to just, you know, trust you. And you know that through all this is a building taking place. It's a building of relationship with you, God. It's a building of trust, dependence. On the God who loves us and wants things set in alignment and in order, but the foundation has to be right. So, God, we thank you for that. And we give you glory. Thank you for Carol saying and understanding, God, what the foundation had to have so that the building can go up. In Jesus' name, we give you glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo, I like that. <laughs> I'm excited, Carol. God is Angela Joy. <laughs> let me let me tell you something about the forgiveness thing. It's really important to forgive from our heart and, and you know, sometimes it um what was I gonna say? I kept saying, Lord Jesus, I wanna forgive people and for some reason I wasn't able to forgive them. Like, you know, sometimes you say, I really want to forgive them from my heart. How come I can't? And then, and then that prophetic man said, you have to read the word every day, pray, anoint your head with oil, and but you have to do it every day. And then also 
you have to pray and fast. You know, because you can't do that every day, but you do that once a week or however God calls you to do that. But or yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that every week now. But my point is that I started doing that, and that that's what it was. And then he said, you need to break. He said, because Satan, because if you don't know the word of God as well, and you suffer with forget unforgiveness, it's like you can't get broken through because you suffer from rejection and all that other stuff. And um, yeah, that's what the Lord told me. And um, I was just going to say about forgiveness. There's a gentleman I seen him on the. Uh, internet of course the word of god is it um david hernandez david mm-hmm. Oga hernandez you ever hear of him mm, seems like i have but i don't really get anyway, why i don't really the only reason i people. say it is because mm-hmm. he has a testimony like me now he was saying he was a preacher a preacher with the healing mm-hmm. gift you know, and for uh-huh. me, I, to me, I've been in charismatic years, things for years, and I've always felt like fairly close to the Lord. But, and he said he suffered from anxiety just like me, and God had him overcome. And he talked about mm-hmm. how he had him overcome because he had to get stuff garbage out of his heart, like mm-hmm. unforgiveness, as I was talking about. He confirmed everything that God has put on my heart for him. There's a ministry all over the the world to right. help people do up. that. So he's mm-hmm. really good, and he said it's the Holy Spirit, and the whole, you know, and and churches I've gone to never really emphasize the Holy Spirit that much. I didn't know what the Holy Spirit did. So I've mm-hmm. had really I haven't had that torment. Satan was tormenting me, tormenting me for years. Mm. He can't do it anymore, and he's doing that to God's people because ah, people don't know His word, and I can't stand it, and it drives me nuts. Now I get really upset about it, but I'm a little more bold now, and I don't want to be mean to people. But when people tell me they're Christian and they're preachers, or they're this and that, and they's like, "Oh, well, I haven't talked to my mother, my brother, my sister, my father, my mm. mother, my friends in years," right. and they're like, "You know what?" But I, I'm waiting till they come to me. I said, since when is that a Christian way of looking at? It? I said, there is no way that's forgiveness. I said, you need to forgive that person. I have. They're coming to me. Forget it. I have nothing to do with them. I said, I don't know that that's God's forgiveness. You need to forgive them from their heart, and you should be able to say, when you talk about them, this is real forgiveness. You know what? I have compassion right. for them. Can we pray for them? They are hurting people. And when somebody doesn't say that they're hurting, then you know they haven't forgiven from the heart. But this is what I learned Mm. from my time with the Lord of being unemployed and spending time with the Lord. He gave me this time. He said, but he said he's moving me on. But at this point, thank God, as I I said, Lord, I need to use these gifts. But my point is, he said, I needed you to go through that to cleanse your heart. And I'm not there. I'm not Mm -hmm. perfect. But it is a... I don't feel that oppression on my life. I just don't. It's Praise gone. God. Praise you, Jesus. That's so, so awesome. And, you know, what you said is just right in line, you know, with what the word talks about with unforgiveness. I mean, unforgiveness, I believe, is a major um, thing that's going on in the church today. I mean, like you were saying with this uh, minister, I did pull him up. Um, but, you know, how he, you know, discovered, you know, this unforgiveness in his life. To be honest with you, 
I know people personally that are in ministry and that are in the church that really have not a problem telling you that they have some problem with forgiving somebody. And it's almost like they want to tell you, well, you should understand why. And it's like, that's not what the word says. The word says we are to forgive. I've I've had some things happen to me, some things that, you know, (laughs) it was hard to forgive people for. But I had to make up my mind that I had to forgive them. I had to forgive them. And, you know, because the only person that was going to be in bondage was me. I was the one who would be in bondage. I'm the one who's going to be missing some things that God wanted to do for me because I was carrying them around. Absolutely. So it's such yes. an important thing, and and you know, and when I when I am going to be, of course, when I do this, and that and that is why Satan tried for so long to keep me down, because he knows the person that I am. I will go to places and tell people, and in love of Jesus, I don't have a problem with them to tell them, hey, let's let's try to make peace. That's who I am as a person. I've always been that way my whole life. But if he gets a person like me or people that are grounded in the things of the Lord and he gets them to say, yeah, you know what, don't forget that person, don't be around them, blah, 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 it breaks your So Satan knows he's going to attack people that he knows are going to influence people for the things of the Lord. He's got the other people. But, you know, but yeah. I, think, I think we Christians got to not be foolish. Fighting with this one, that just makes no sense. I can't stand it. I want to just jump out of my skin when that happens. I cannot stand it. it. But my point yeah, is that Yeah, I just that's, don't that's, understand. Yeah, that was it then, Carol. I'm glad you discovered that. Well, uh, well also was, and I, I also have to say, I've, I've worked on it through many, many. I've had different sisters, brothers and sisters, and the Lord helped me out, too. I mean, it wasn't, this was an, a, lone, a lone ranger job. It wasn't. It was the Holy Spirit, but God did send people in my life, and now He's. It's just now. Now that I'm ministering to people, I get to minister to people, and they actually said because when I was going to that, it wasn't really. Um, I was so involved in unforgiveness and just the stress, the, the torment. I felt. I felt torment from Satan. Definitely torment. I don't feel it anymore. Mm-hmm. And now I can actually talk to people, and um, from my heart, actually like. I have a clearer sense, and I can when I talk to people, I, it's more of a, uh, I don't know, it's just more of a back and forth thing. I don't know, it's just, it's amazing, and that doesn't mean I don't get upset, but I, but I know the damage that that um, unforgiveness does, and and there's a sister in the Lord I can't name her, but they called Lashana, Lashana. I said I got to get this person on the line because they have so much unforgiveness, it's crazy. And um, mm. Lashana talked to somebody last Friday, and I said, to, I said to this friend who knew Jesus for many years and has suffered with so many anxiety, depression, physical, this, all this stuff, you know, I cannot forgive a family member. Cannot, will not forgive a family member. Absolutely, just absolutely cannot forgive. I said, you got it. You have to forgive, sister of the Lord. I'm not forgiving that. Person. I said, you have to forgive. Mm. Wow. And Lashana, I got that person on the line with Lashana. And then after Lashana prayed for this 
person. She changed her tune. She's finally coming around. After 45 years of being tortured with mental health issues, and I said, that, mm. that unforgiveness is going to kill you. I said, you need to oh. stop it. And, and ever since that happened, I, that person needs to be set free. I mean, they're at home, literally at home. And Lashana said to her, she said, you're going to die. You're going to die at a young age because of your unforgiveness. And she said, really? I said, Lisa. yeah. And I told her, I said the same thing. I, I'm not going to deny. She said, what do you think about that? I said, she's right. You're going to die. You can't live with unforgiveness all that time and hate with such hatred. Mm-hmm. Such hatred. Mm-hmm. I don't know what no. the person did. The family member. I don't really know. But I said, I know the family member that they absolutely hate and despise. I said, I think that person's a nice person. What are you talking about? I told them that. Mm. I don't know all the answers, but forgiveness is the key. And if somebody doesn't want to forgive, I'm going to try as hard as I can to show the love of Jesus. I wrote my letters to people I needed to write to, and it was really nice. It turned out nice because it took me a long time to get those letters out. I worked so hard on them, and the Lord's like, I want you to send them out, and I have to send them out to three other people. So uh, so I'm praying about that. Keep me in your prayer once again about that, um, about the board of social workers, you know, that that goes through because they're making a decision. I'm praying, oh, God, they're in the middle of making the decision now. So pray that it gets in the right hands. And second of all, and pray with these new places I'm working that I can really share the love of Jesus because I'm going to be sharing it with people with anxiety, okay, with people with anxiety, depression, relationship issues. And guess who's going to talk about forgiveness? I certainly am, you know, with the kids that I'll be working with families, uh, families that have problems with the kids, Um, kids, families, adults, whoever, you know. And, um, right. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up too, um, you know, because I speaking of a young woman, you probably were weren't on the line yet. Uh, a young woman that I was ministering or talking to today concerning her uh, depression, and so interesting that you brought that up because I believe that at the root of her depression is unforgiveness. And uh, I believe that, you know, as I begin to talk to her more, you know, hopefully, you know, she will open up and be able to to that understanding that she has to walk in forgiveness. Uh, Even I was looking up the word, it says, um, of course, in Mark, it just talks about whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that the Father who is in heaven will forgive you your trespasses. It's not, it's not like we haven't done things to people that, or things that we shouldn't do that Father, he's forgiving us for. So who are we that we have so much pride, we cannot humble ourselves that we can forgive someone else, you know? And, you know, it, it, you know, it tr- clearly teaches us here that unforgiveness hinders our faith for working. Can you imagine that? It hinders your, it's like faith is an action word, okay? So look at faith for something as you have unforgiveness and, you know, in a literal sense. Somebody comes put a bolt on your tire. You know, you're parked illegally. <laughs> unforgiveness is illegal parking. You can't park in unforgiveness. 
okay? Because unforgiveness will put that bolt on your tire, and you can't move forward. It's going to hinder you from operating in faith to get to the next place you need to go to because what is hindering you? That unforgiveness has locked that tire up, and you ain't going nowhere. So that's kind of a literal picture of what unforgiveness does for us. Faith is an action word. It takes us places. But when we operate in unforgiveness, it's that thing that legally, legally, get this, has been put on your tire to keep you from moving forward in that car because unforgiveness has locked it down. And for it to be legally removed, you've got to forgive so that your faith will be able to get in motion teaches us, that's what the word shows us, that our unforgiveness hinders the faith from working. You won't go anywhere if you're not working, operating in faith or you're not operating in forgiveness because you can't operate in the faith that you need to go to where you need to go to unless you let go of some stuff, unless you learn to forgive. Hallelujah. So now and I'm thinking about this young lady. Yeah, that I need to talk And you mentioned this, Carol, about how you deal with people or clients that are operating in and under this spirit of oppression and depression that they have unforgiveness. You know, my my thing is just from my observation. I I think you work with mental health. I think I think you do. Um, mentally ill, but I work with mentally ill. I think a lot of it, absolutely. See, they keep thinking the, uh, what do you call it, the counseling world, quote, unquote. They're just mind-body, M-U-N, mind-body. Nothing to do with the spirit. Now they're beginning to say there's a spiritual part. But they're not, they yeah, think they're so slick in mind. They think they're so slick of the mind, the body. But guess what? Jesus says it. He says it in his word. You can't mm-hmm. live in a spirit of fear, but a blood, peace, and a sound mind. So they're so slick, I'll never, ever forget I was in a class, or taking a class. Um, I've always been into the, you know, unforgiveness, for forgiveness stuff, and they're like, we have this great discovery. We have it, like in a class, I don't think about relationships. Do you know what we discovered? We can't believe it. It is an unbelievable breakthrough. And I'm like, so I said, can you tell us what the breakthrough is? I mean, these are from professors, you know, that are counselors or so forth. We came from this. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? And they said, we did all this research, spent all this money on research. You know what we all need to do? <laughs> we all need to love one another. And then I raised my hand and I said, I'm a Christian and I love Jesus. And the Bible says we need to love one another. So you spent all that money on research, and you could have read it in the Bible. But they said, <laughs> I said, I don't want to burst your bubble. I don't. I don't want to. I said, but this is the Bible. Read the Bible. And she said, I never knew it was in the Bible because you're counseling people. When people like mm-hmm. me say it's about Jesus, you flip out over it. Now they're starting to embrace it because they know the world is in chaos. And it's not going to get any better unless they have Jesus. So everybody I run into, I said, your life's not going to get better because of you need Jesus. And all this oppression I went through for years now, I said, I know there's proof that Jesus changed my life. He healed me of four herniated discs. I told you that. 
four herniated discs. He healed me up in anxiety. My dad had a, a out of body experience. There is such a thing as heaven. Did you have nothing to fear? Yet keep putting Jesus number one in your life. It's proof beyond proof beyond proof beyond proof that Jesus is real. The archaeologists try to disprove Christ, and they end up coming to know Christ because they're like everything in the Bible is true. So you might as well just accept Jesus, accept the fact that he's real. He's going to make your life better. If you don't, your life's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess any, because you live in a fallen world. It'll be not as much of a mess with Jesus, but much, 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 much better with Jesus. You'll have that one supernatural wisdom that you can't get from anywhere else. I'm, be, I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt. All the things I'm telling you, just I, the, the, the miracles that God has had in my life, it's just I can't even begin to explain it. It's true. He's real. He's the real deal. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He always was and always will be. He's the real deal. But, yeah, that's so interesting. So thank you for sharing that because as a young woman has approached me about helping her walk through this depression, you know, I'm like, God, what can I say to her? I mean, I'm just saying we always we we all have some form of depression that we've dealt with somewhere in our life. I mean, it's not like we're totally immune. Uh, we probably all had bouts, you know, but this person lives there. I mean, she lives with depression. The way I, she was describing it, it's like she's describing it like, you know, she, like, you know, you're like someone in a room that you battle with every day. That's how she basically described it. She lives well, with I, this every day. Yes, and I want to yeah. say this because I come from a family of anxiety, and I had anxiety myself, and I told you I overcame it through the Lord, and I wrote, I told you I have a book that's collecting dust that Lord wants me to get it out to the public, but here's the deal. People with depression, the medication, thank God, because I've worked in mental health for many years. Yes, it's real. There is a low serotonin level. Yes, the body is not, you could call it a, the body, let's look, they have diabetes, you need to get the right, you know, uh, you need to eat a certain way. You need to do a different thing a certain way, and your body needs to be healed, just like the same thing with depression. Yes, there's chemicals in your brain and all that stuff. Because of all the stress that people put on themselves, because of being so stressed out about everything and worrying about everything and maybe unforgiveness, they're so mad at everybody, they don't, you know, that takes a toll on your on your uh you know, the different chemicals in your brain that, that do control moods and stuff like that. So they, it's good that they have the medications. It's not a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. However, if you just give people medication, you don't tell them you need to work on being kinder to people, learn how to love people, learn how to forgive people. It's a whole person. That's just picking medication. you got to learn how to deal with people. You don't have to learn how to deal with people that get you frustrated, angry. You just don't go home and cry all the time about it. you got to say... I need to learn how to talk to these people in a loving way, in a kind way. And as a Christian, say, I, I, can't, I can't hold it in and start crying about it all day long. I feel bad. makes me cry, but I can't cry and think about it over and over and over again and make my life miserable from it. There's techniques they can use. The Bible is really clear on that, you know. So I'm not totally opposed to medication, but I am into naturopathic stuff, too. Some stuff really helps eating well, exercising, all that good stuff, yep. Well, yeah, I mean, that's basically what we kind of focused in when I first got on the phone tonight 
was that, you know, uh, talking about Ephesians, you know, how we're to focus on those things that are of a good report and focus on those things that, um, you know, bring, you know, peace, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely. And that's the whole basis of being able to put your mind in a place and a state of peace when you're not focusing on focusing in on things that are not of a good report. That's the whole foundation of it. It's like where you just said, you know, your mind's going places it shouldn't go, and it's opening a door for the enemy to just walk right in and take up residence in your mind. You know exactly, but uh, I mean, he, yeah, and, and many, many more, yeah, many more women suffer from depression than men. By the way, they just do because women right. are just God yeah, made us to be more emotional and stuff like that. And men, um, they they suffer their own stuff, but not not as much as women. You know, because they do a little research right. on it because they're in the field, and not that they know everything. Everything I would do, I would certainly check on it. You know, if they change it, but you know, you know. God is real deal. I can't wait to work. I've been waiting to work with these people forever. And the Lord said, you can't work until I'm ready, I'm ready for you to work with them. Now I'm ready to do that because, you know, it stems, it stems uh, critical. I have a hard time with critical people. That's what the Lord told me. You have to be careful around critical people because that would trigger me. So I have to know when I'm around critical people. Now when I have around critical people, I don't call them critical. You know what I tell myself? A technique. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. There's something I can consider for that. Thank you very much. Rather than, you know what? Why are they saying that to me? They must think I'm, they must think I'm not good enough. They must think that. If they weren't thinking that, that's what I was thinking because I had problems right. with that spirit. And this is what a lot of people with anxiety, because I was trying to explain to people that don't have anxiety, and they said, you really think that way? I said, yeah, I did think that way. And people with anxiety and depression, some of them do think that way. And that's when I work with them. Like, how did you know? They said, because I had it. I know it was because I understand it. I had it for years. Am I perfect on it? No, but I can talk to people and understand it. You know, and I'm happy to be working. I want to help people. I don't want them to go through right. what I went through. And I can see that, you know, you've learned from this. And, you know, it's a process. And, you know, it's almost like going back to the foundation and what God is building. You went through this so that you would have an understanding of how to help someone else who's going through. That's what we do. I mean, that's the life that we live, even as Christians. Like, you know, we're not um, in some vacuum-sealed bubble that God, we think God needs to put us in to keep away trouble we go through even as you know you think of Paul and all that he went through and being shipwrecked we go through that so that what we experience we can share that experience with somebody else and that that person will have an understanding of how to come out of that see now you have an understanding of how to come out of that that you never would have gotten had you not walked through this thing yourself you know, with the Lord, with the Lord, absolutely, yeah. you know, but I yeah. just want to be able to, and in fact, now I have people, like one of my friends, one of my Christian friends says, you're really good at what you do, because I've been sharing with them about, because this person had anxiety, too, 
said, I don't know how you know all this stuff, but you're really good at what you do. I said, well, I've not been able to work. I've been, because for me, it just drives me nuts. He said, you know all this stuff. I said, yeah, it was bumming me out. And I was really getting bummed out about not being, just kind of not using my gifts. I was really, really upset. I tell you, if it didn't come through with me with a job, I don't know what I would have done. I, 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 I wouldn't have done anything stupid, but I was just getting so discouraged. And I'm like, really super discouraged. And I'm like, and I said, Lord, you got to come through for me. Somehow you got to do something. And it took a while. Yeah. And I, I had that breakthrough. And my friend was like, Carol, you seem to know all about this stuff. So he, and they recommended for me to talk to somebody that was having a difficult time. And I was so happy. I said, Lord, this is what I need to be doing. I was talking to a, uh, I think she was a, uh, in her 20s or something. She, had a, she was a single parent. And I was talking to her. And she said, you really helped me so much by just talking to me and, and can talk. I said, yeah, because yeah. I, I went through stuff. I want to help you out. I know it's like I've gone through it. And I'm not bragging on myself, but this is the stuff I wasn't doing. All I was hearing was, like, you're not good enough. And then the people that came into my life were the ones that you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right, you're not doing this. I'm like, holy mackerel, you can't live on a diet of that all the time. Mm. You know, and Satan yeah. did that. He lost me. I'm furious with Satan. I'm not furious with the people. I'm mad at Satan. He's not doing that to me again. I'm going to be out there. I want to tell more people about Jesus. But I know Satan, we do have an adversary, but I like to listen to that guy, David Hernandez. He said, This is what you need to do to fight against spiritual oppression. They don't teach that in the churches. It depends on the church you go to. You have, we have to be taught how to do that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's exactly what this person said to me today. She said, I'm in the church, and she does. She's faithfully there. You know, I don't go, you know, during the week. I'm working, and she's faithfully there on during the week. But she says, I'm not getting what I need to know how to fight. And I said, you've got to realize this word is alive, and it's powerful, and you've got to see it more than just written words on a page you're going to have to see it as your weapon of your weapon of warfare and that it is a lie and once you realize it is a it is a lie then you'll be able to access the benefits of using this word against the enemy when he comes in but like i said there are some things that need to be done that foundation has to be ripped up because i know from what I've talked to this person about before, there is some unforgiveness. And the battle of depression is connected with that. And so thank you so much for sharing that because I will be, you know, talking with her on a regular basis, hopefully, and, and enlightening her on some things that God is speaking concerning the situation that she's going through with depression. Right, and, and I mean, I'm not against medication. I think some of the medication does help people. You know, it just does. Right. It really does. And thank God for it. I'm not totally against it. I mean, before then, because, of course, I'm a social worker and I have to study this stuff. You know, before that, you know what they used to do with the people that were mentally ill? For years, they used to stick them away in institutions, and their whole life was in an institution. And that's how they lived their life. God didn't want that for all those people all those years. You think God wanted that? Thank God they came up with medication. But, you know, they they can perfect that. But the point is that you can't leave the spiritual part out. You just can't do it. It doesn't work. Can't. Can't do it. 
No. No. And there's natural path except foods. We don't get stuff in our enough stuff in our food. Uh, half the food we have has pesticides in it, so people can't get better. But there's certain type of foods that you have to eat when you have depression and anxiety. You got to get yourself a good diet. And you know what? God gave it all. He, if he, if we eat healthy food, not with pesticides in it, but with good food, it's all there. It's all there. God made it. If we on the ground, if we make really good our own garden, our own food, we would have much better food because if we get it right out of the ground, right? You know, and I'm not talking about we have to have right, special, right, food, right. you know, soil. It's all there. God gave it all to us. It's right in the Bible. There, so you know, it's right there. Yeah, so I, I'm so and that's very that true. Jesus. That's very true. Yeah, it's spirit, soul, and body, and um, they have to align. And so, yeah, so thanks for sharing that. I'm going to be probably giving her some information. And I have been asking God how to pray with her, how to pray with her. Because she, I mean, today she just, she just seemed desperate. Like, God, you've yeah, got to come through. You've got to give me an answer on how to deal with the, you know, with her, with this spirit of depression that she's suffering from for years. I mean, years. And, yeah, um, and this, and this, yep, 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 yep. And, and and I don't know if the people that you see in your world in New Jersey, the people I see in New Jersey, could God bring them to me? I see God brings all these depressed people to me, all these people with anxiety, depression, and everybody's like, where are they? I remember pastors said to me, one of the pastors that had to leave the church because they were like, they weren't helping me out. I have to forget that pastor. I never see any depressed people. I never see people with anxiety. Where are all these people? I said, because they come to the church, and then you tell them, you know, just pray it away. You don't spend time with them. You ask me, you come to me, and you ask me what I should do with depressed people. I said, you need to be out there ministering to people, pastors. You can't have other people do it. you got to minister to them. Tell them they're worthwhile. When they walk in the door, don't say, hey, listen, you know what? Just pray it away. Let me go to the next person. I mean, you don't treat people that way. It's like I said, would you do that to a person that had cancer? Well, you hit on something right there because that's exactly what she sort of said to me after, you know, services today was that, you know, someone had come to pray with her, and she was like, they don't understand. She says, I appreciate the prayer and everything, but they don't understand I need to be delivered. And, exactly. you know, it and was if like, she ran into I'm not trying me at your church. We'd be talking to her together because I had it. I, I, I had it for years, and I was getting tormented again from Satan, except I know better because I have a strong faith in, faith in the Lord. But imagine the people that don't have a strong faith in the Lord don't even believe in Satan because counselors, the counseling world says, there's no such thing as the spiritual world. So they're there suffering, right. our brothers and sisters. So my point is that people like myself, Satan tried so hard to knock me out, literally knock me out so I would be physically sick. He ain't doing that to me. But I'm going to be a strong warrior for Jesus Christ because I know better. She's scum. I call him scum Satan. That's his scum. He is defeated at the cross. And you have to, you have to treat him like that. Um, I don't want to be messing around with Satan. I don't want to spend my time wasting my time with him. But my thing is there is a spiritual force, and we need to be able to fight against it. But, you know, 
Yeah. And these people don't know. Like that lady said, she's right. You walk into the church, they don't know how to handle because the pastors are not trained in it. They're not. And um, you really do need to have training in it. Uh, I guess so the churches should have training. There's someone come and say, hey, listen, you are valuable. We'll spend time with you. You know, um, and rather than, you know, I got the next person to talk to. These people are just stubborn. I don't have the time for them. No way. It's too too much of a problem. Well, I think it's well, better, you know. It's that lady, that, it's that lady that's tough because I remember I had it. I used to go to church and I said, I have anxiety. And this is how I was treated in the church. I said I had anxiety. Right. And I and every week I went to that Bible study. There were seven or eight women in a Bible study. And I said, I'm really having such a tough time with this anxiety. It's horrible. I can't get to sleep that night. And all I really wanted them to say is that I care about you and love you. And then I had one of the sisters in the Lord who suffered from anxiety. She said, Carol, come here. I got to talk to you. Because you know those people in that prayer group, they hate you. I said, they hate me. Why? They said, because they think you're the most selfish person they ever met. I said, why? They said, because you keep talking about your problem every single week. You never do anything. You never do. You never do anything to change it. I said, but I really can. I just want their help. And then I started to cry because I said, and she said, I don't think you should come to this church anymore. Go find a group that is dealing with anxiety because these people, they have their own stuff they're going through. Yeah. Who's going through divorce? Who's going through this? Who's going through that? And you know that made me cry. You know it, it made me cry. I didn't know that, but this sister in the Lord hung out with me and she. She, we, we worked out stuff together. She said, I know it's like because I suffered from depression, but these people don't have a clue. She said, I don't think they're trying to be mean to you. I'm just telling you the truth. This group is not for you. And I said, no wonder why when I came in there, they were, weren't really that friendly. And my point is that I, I thought, and then I thought, then the Lord said, Carol, I still love you. Go to another group. I went to another group, Celebrate Recovery Group, and I'm not addicted. I have, a, I have, a, I have anxiety. That group helped me. Stephen Ministries helped me. Celebrate Recovery Group mm-hmm. helped me. There are groups out there, but you have to find them not in the church because if people don't understand it, they just don't understand it. That's it, period. They don't get it. Right. Now, right. that's my experience. Yeah. And if you tell, ask, tell that lady you're talking to. I said, I had a Christian. You could tell her that she had that. Was that the way you were treated in church? Is that why you feel with depression? I had a friend right. of mine with depression. My friend had depression, and she said, I go to church as Carol. I don't feel like going to church because all they do is tell me to pray it away. And she said, I have clinical depression. want somebody to come alongside of me and tell me, I love you. I want to be with you. But I don't get that. I get everybody telling me, just pray it away. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to – I got another caller, but what I want you to do before you get off, I want you to go ahead and pray for her. And, um sure. You know, I understand that, um, you know, there's power in prayer and power in deliverance. She wants, she needs deliverance. So, and she knows that. So go ahead and I'm going to mute you and you go ahead and pray and then I'll go to my next caller. So, Sarah, well, first, I hope I didn't take too much of your time. I, so I just felt it was oh, important no. to share that. Oh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead and pray. Now, who am I praying for? This person you're talking about? Right. We're going to call her. Um, well, she might listen. Yeah, I'm not, we're just going to pray. Just pray. Yeah. God knows. 
I'll pray for her. Yeah, I'll pray for her. Dear Jesus, we just lift her up to you in the wonderful and precious name of our Lord and Savior, by the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells with me and Angela Joy and anyone who's a believer in Christ. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but he cannot kill, deal, steal, and destroy from this sister in the Lord. She's going to get the help she needs, oh, Lord God, and she's going to be delivered, and she's going to have peace. I pray in the wonderful and precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And tell her to read. Tell her, please, go on to David Hernandez. He came through anxiety. He deals with people with mental health all the time on his, on his services. And he's a deliverance healer guy. And he went through mental health issues in the church. So he's a preacher, healing preacher in Wentworth. If he was a healing preacher in Wentworth, and I'm a Christian, the same thing. I have someone of a similar testimony than him. Tell her, please read that stuff. Listen to me. It's very, very good. Okay? That's all I can say. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Please give her your peace. There's so many people suffering. Amen. Thank you. I know. I'll keep you posted well, on the same job that. and whatever. That. What's that? Yeah, I'll go ahead and pray for that. Let me pray for you. So, Lord, we just thank, thank you, you for um, everything aligning, align, in alignment for her to be um, just as she flows through this, Lord, it, it aligns even as Carol walks out each step of the way for whatever you're placing in her path, it will align to the next step, to the next place, to the next thing. And they will all connect so that this will be a continuation of the blessings of God, the the favor of God on her life coming forth, that others will be able to see her as a testimony of what you're doing and what you've done because the foundation has been made right. Thank you for building on that and giving her an understanding. Uh, She grows more in you and your word and what you're speaking to her. She'll operate with a confidence and at a level of confidence that she's never experienced, not her own confidence, but a confidence in the God that she serves. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that she go in peace, she be in peace, and because she knows that she's with the peace. She's with the Prince of Peace, who surpasses all natural understanding of peace. And we thank you for that. Thank you for Carol and her life as a testimony of what our God can do. In Jesus' name. All right. Good night, Carol. We'll talk to you again soon. Can't wait to hear. God bless you. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks Thanks for being a blessing. Bye-bye. Thank you. Good night. All right. That's awesome. I'm going to um, share that with um, that young lady. All right. So we have another caller, 251-229. Angela Joy, and who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Sarah calling from Alabama. Hi, Sarah. You hung on in there, didn't you? Yeah, and it was worth the wait. I mean, this show has been great. Hallelujah. Well, God is, you know, he's always doing something new and exciting. Hallelujah. That's the kind of God we serve. He's an exciting Mm -hmm. God. So, Lord, let's just pray for you, Sarah. So, Lord, we just thank you um, for Sarah. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we just thank you as you just um, 
Wow. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the, the new places and the new adventures that you are taking Sarah to. And, and not so much a physical thing, but uh, a spiritual movement. You're taking her to new heights and new depths in you. I see you kind of like, you just kind of like somebody takes um, a ride around uh, a down a country road or the countryside and just taking in the views of where you're going. I mean, it's not so much it, it it's not so much as far as being focused on where you're going because you already know by destination where you're headed to, but it's you know, it's like that old cliche where it says, you know, stop along the way to smell the the roses as you travel, you know? So it's almost like I see you driving and and it, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, so you're comfortable in knowing that God's going to take you right where he needs to take you right on time, but to enjoy the trip. Hallelujah. Enjoy the adventure. Enjoy the mm-hmm. journey. Take everything in that you can as you travel and enjoy the journey. Uh, sometimes we're so focused in on where we you know, we got to go that we can't even enjoy as we go, as we travel, as we venture out. You know, like, I hated when we had to, like, just get on the road with the kids and, you know, we were so obsessed with just getting to the destination that, you know, if we needed to stop or, you know, do something or even with the kids wanting to go to the restroom or something, it's like we're so focused on the destination, we couldn't even enjoy the, the little things along the way. Like, oh, let's get out and look at this or let's let's enjoy this atmosphere. Let's take a look at this. No, because we're so focused. But it's almost like I want to say to you, God says you you know where you're going. You know you're headed in a direction that he's leading you, but start to enjoy the journey. Enjoy where you're at. Enjoy as you go through each thing. And God says that's just going to make the trip a whole lot better when you can start to enjoy the trip and the, the journey, the road that he's taking you on. So stop, smell the roses, and enjoy the trip because God says he's heading you in the right direction. He just wants you to get more joy out of the journey. I just sense the Spirit of God wants you to just enjoy the journey, Sarah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So how are you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I feel good uh, on tonight. The show has been so awesome. Bad. Move of God, move of God. Um, especially the last caller. Um, I don't know her name, Amen. but it, I'm telling Hello? you, this show has been. Hello. It's Carol. It's Carol? Yeah, that was her name. Oh, okay, okay. Well, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh Okay, okay. Okay, I was thinking I lost you there for a moment. Um, Well, well, Sister Carol. Yeah, you were saying you couldn't remember her name, so yes, it's Carol. Well, Sister Carol... Um, I wanted to congratulate her, uh, enjoying the moment, enjoying the Jesus. memories, just enjoying God, just enjoying Amen. God, because she has had experiences that God has kept her in and moved her in, and I'm telling you, she has experienced the move of God, 
And I want to say hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah. I mean, amen. Yeah. She was able yeah. to help others. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. That's powerful. It is. It is. And just think about wow. it, Sarah. When you think about sometimes how we miss the plan of God, how we miss God by mm-hmm. not obeying doing the things that he told us to do, how we will miss out on so much. I mean, when it came to that situation and she understood, and now I'm going to share it with this young lady because I, young lady that we were praying for, she has unforgiveness. And she can't seem to get out of this rut that she's in of depression. And, um, you know, it's, it's, so much connected to operating in unforgiveness, like we were speaking with Carol, the foundation being made right, those things that God wants to do in your life, he's going to build it when the foundation is set straight. It's right. And, I, you know, I was mm-hmm. seeing things being built and going up, and it was almost like, it was like I, I was not led to say that. She said it. But I wasn't led to say the thing about the foundation. She actually came with the information that once the unforgiveness was dealt with, then that's why God was showing me how the different things were being built and they were alignment and they were, you know, one thing was hinging on the other and the next thing on the other as this building was going up. And it comes from operating out of the obedience that God has given you to operate through and the foundation to be right so that he can begin to build. And um, just awesome, just awesome. So I can't wait to share well, with this young lady that, that thing about unforgiveness and, and how to make sure her foundation is right. Because she seems like to be in a vicious cycle of just going around and around and mm-hmm. around in circles going nowhere, you know, she won't miss a, you know, she won't miss a, a service. She, and she, she, she knows that's not what I, I mean, I need the word, I need the fellowship, but I need to get to the root of what's going on with me. And I really believe mm-hmm. also it is unforgiveness. Well, I would tell her, I would say, when you forgive and get to the root cause, when you forgive, you live. Mm-hmm. When you don't, yes. you stay stuck in the rut. But when you forgive, you, you live. You live. And, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's what it is. When you forgive, you live. Um, like and it that. makes you feel so much better inside. Definitely. And, you know, it's, an, it's yeah. amazing, you know, you – a person would have to understand that for themselves. They will have to come to that place of understanding that for themselves and to know that it's vital. It's vital. I mean, there's no, there's nothing else you can do. I mean, when you think about unforgiveness is a pretty healthy, is a, what do you call it, a weighty thing uh, to carry around. Because when you think about forgiveness and you think about God sending his son 
and all that Jesus went through, uh, even before he went to the cross. And then he Mm -hmm. went to the cross and all that was done against him and to him while he was on the cross. And in all Mm -hmm. of that, from the beginning to the end, he suffered. Mm -hmm. And he asked, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. What they do. Mm. Because he showed us how to walk, how to operate Mm -hmm. in forgiveness. We needed Mm. the forgiveness of the Father. And it could only come through the shed blood of Jesus. Our whole lives was hanging and the balances in relation to the blood of Jesus being shed. And he knew that. We didn't know that. That's why he said. Humanity didn't know that because he said, forgive them because they know not what they're doing. Hallelujah. We didn't, you know, mankind, humankind did not know how much we were connected to what Jesus was about to do on that cross. Had Jesus could have walked away and said, I'm not, you know, stinking people. They beat me and spit on me and did all sorts of things. Man, just Mm -hmm. the angels come and just take me up out of here. I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. We would have been lost. Our lives mm. hanging the balances. Had it not been for Jesus, we would have been lost. Jesus. Lost. And if he can do that, we mm. need to understand we have to walk in forgiveness to be able to mm. access what he operated oh, yeah, in yeah. through forgiveness. Oh, he yeah. operated in that through forgiveness. Through love. Mm. Kindness. Hallelujah. You know? Yes. And so Mm. the enemy knows that, you know, he can pull that one out of the bag and throw it at us and say, hey, yeah, just walk in unforgiveness. But so much hinges walking. And forgiveness. That's the foundation that we have to build on. You know, it's like the word of God, you know. We love, we're supposed to love people as we love ourselves. You can't do that walking in unforgiveness. No, you can't. You know, you can't do that. And how can you say you love God who you have not seen? That's what the word says. If you can't even love your brother that you see. This is why I can't understand is like how people get things so twisted. You know, I, I, I just, I, you know, and I can understand there are things that happen to people that will cause people to not be able to quickly get into a forgiving mode. I I truly understand that. But God is able. 
God is He's able. able. He's able. To heal your heart. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I have stories that I won't tell. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> what is it? It's this one story uh, thing that used to come on, I don't know what, some show when I was growing up. It said they weren't going to, I don't know what show it was. It seemed like they had something in the in there that said they're not going to tell the whole thing because it's to protect the innocent. So I won't tell the whole story because I'm still going to protect the innocent that might be affected by the story that I will tell. So we're just not going to tell that story. Not so much to do with me, but so that I can protect those who are not uh, a part of what happened but will be affected, you know. So we won't tell the whole story because we don't want the innocent to uh, be subjected to this. But I have stories that I could easily have chosen to walk in unforgiveness. And our society would have deemed it correct. They would have said, right, you don't need to forgive that person. How dare they? You know, that was malicious. That was diabolical. That was of the devil. You know? And society would deem it acceptable. But we as the children of God, the ones who know the word, there is no exception for us. We have to understand how important forgiveness is because we suffer the consequences of not walking in forgiveness. We suffer the penalty uh-huh. of not walking in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know? So, mm-hmm. anyway. Hallelujah. Thank God for the mercy of God, mm-hmm. the grace of God, the, the, the God's ability to come in and change our heart so that we can have access to what he has for us to because he's chosen to walk in forgiveness. To the yes. kingdom. Yes. Mm. Amen. 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 Glory be Amen. to God. <laughs> awesome. Oh, this is... Oh. It just does something Thank to you. me to know. Yeah. But, and then, you know, it's like... And, and to forgive, it allows you to live. Because it takes... Yes, I love that. I love that, what you said. Oh, thank you. It's it's God, I tell you. You feel so weighed down. or It eats you up inside as you carry that unforgiveness. Yeah, what does it say? It's like bitterness? What is scripture that says it's... um, Hold on. I had pulled up something about unforgiveness, too, because um, it says, um, hold on, here's the, well, it's just basically I was reading some things about how to overcome unforgiveness, and it's basically telling you um, some things you can do. Um, let me see. Well, I was, maybe I should. Um, look up bitterness. Because when you walk in un- unforgiveness, I I think it's something that I heard somewhere. I don't know if it's in the in the um, 
maybe it is about it'll well it'll affect your health basically. So the Bible warns against bitterness as a spiritual poison that defiles um. you. And uh, because when you think about, for instance, like with Cain and Abel, it was bitterness against you know Abel that Cain killed him. And, of course, it was jealousy, but he was bitter Mm -hmm. because, you know, God didn't accept his gift, you know. And he chose not to give the gift of of what he was supposed to. They, you know, obviously if Abel knew, Cain would have known. And so there's bitterness, you know, that will cause you to act out. Um, What else did it say here? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking along the lines of bitter. So the bitter root in Hebrews refers to uh, a source of evil or wickedness, and so it's like it's like malignant, and it carries poison. It'll eat you up, like you were saying. Forgive and live, or mm. walk in unforgiveness and have bitterness and dry up and die. Right. My God. You know, there are lots of, there are different um, illnesses that they connect to people who have lived in bitterness and unforgiveness. And that Hmm. bitterness comes from, you know, operating in unforgiveness. So Hmm. the Bible, uh, it it really, it, it speaks to us about how unforgiveness will affect you. Not only is it going to hinder you from accessing the blessings and the benefit that God has for you, it's also going to affect you in part in your body. It's amazing. And people miss that. Yeah? Mm. All right. Well, I tell you, we covered a few Mm -hmm. things here. Man. (laughs) Awesome. Gosh. This show has been so phenomenal about the move of God and how he can get in there and work it out as long as you forgive. He can cleanse you. Yes. He can, oh, Mm. heal you. Yes. And, Mm. oh. Mm. Yes. Yep. And once that's um, done, mm -hmm. once that's done, it's like the burden. It's like so many layers of whatever you're dealing with with unforgiveness. It starts coming off. Mm. Yeah. You rejoice in yes. the Lord. Let Him know, Father, I forgive. I'm rejoicing in yeah. you. Uh, oh. Yeah. People <laughs> don't seem to understand the consequences of walking in unforgiveness. And you open the door for bitterness, basically. I mean, um, in Hebrews, it talks about a root of bitterness springing up mm-hmm. to defile and and has defiled many because of that walking in that unforgiveness and being bitter. You know, you open the door to, like I said, not just hindrances in what God wants to do for you to take you places and do things in and through you, but, you know, it, there are illnesses that, you know, have been studied, that there are illnesses that have been connected to 
people who are bitter, who are angry, who won't walk in forgiveness because they're bitter about a situation. I mean, yes, that's 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 very known, very common. I mean, there have been studies done on that. So, I mean, this is not something people don't know, but I don't think they take it seriously. But we as the people of God, we need to understand it's important that we let go of this stuff because we have a life that God has placed us here on earth to do, and the enemy basically it's his job to cut it short, to wipe it out, to, you know, he had the right to do that, to uh, come against us because we are walking in a manner that God is not pleased with, you know? What did God say Uh to Satan when he came to him about attacking Job? It was like, you know, hey, he knew what was going on with Job. And Job went through that thing. Yes, he suffered, but he came out in in a better place than he was before he even went in. Why? Because he kept his heart right before God. And even when his wife said, curse God and die, he remained faithful and did not operate in bitterness or unforgiveness when when his friends came to accuse him of things that didn't happen to say that, you know, we understand why you're in this state of being. You know, he could have gone into unforgiveness with them. He could have gone into unforgiveness against his wife, but he didn't. And because he didn't, look what he got on the other side of that situation he was in. He came out. Mm. So just think about it. Had Job operated in bitterness and unforgiveness, do you think he would have accessed, accessed the benefits and the blessings that he got when he came through that? No. No. Wow, so I don't want to miss what God has for me. Me neither. <laughs> no. No, and the enemy, he's hoping that we do because, you know, he doesn't want yeah. us to access what God has for us because guess what? He's never going to have it. <laughs> he's never going to have it. <laughs> he's never going to benefit. And so it's like the old devil. He wouldn't want us to have it. So he's going to try to lay up situations and have things happen that we won't ever access it either. We've got to understand, you know, that the enemy is at work against us. He's going to and fro in the earth seeking who he may desire. And he's coming at us. Believe it. He's coming at us every way that he can. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. All right, Sarah, is there something you wanted prayer for? Uh, Well, uh, (laughs) this covered it. Um, You know, I did have a little. Praise God. It was a little. um, Well, I'm thankful to the Lord on tonight. Praise and testimony. I had uh, somebody kind of like, what do you call Smashed me. Well, it wasn't that much. But it's, I guess you want to say, smashed me in the back of the car, like did a little bang up in the car and with my car. So I'm going to have to get 
probably another one. So I just wanted to uh, pray to the Lord, uh, ask him to uh, deliver me out of the situation. I'm just praising him, even if just in all things. I'm just praising him in all things. Amen. Amen. That's good. You know, mm, nobody was hurt. And, yeah, you know, uh, the roads were slippery. The person that did hit me in the back, we both wanted to make sure each other was okay. And I thought that was, you know, a blessing from the Lord. Amen. uh, Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Well, let's pray because I think it's going to cut us off in a few minutes. Ryan's going to shut down. Okay. All right. Well, Father, we just thank you for Sarah tonight. We thank you, Lord, how she's gleaned. She's been gleaning in the field tonight, you know, things that have been laid out for her to receive. Even before she uh, got on the line with me, Lord, there were things that were laid out for Sarah to access and to glean off of of and to benefit from. And, Lord, thank you, Lord, that she gleaned. She got some stuff tonight, uh, even uh, unsuspectedly. She got blessings and information that is going to line her up for her next place that you're taking taking her to, that she won't miss what you have for her. And, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that even in the situation with this accident, we thank you, Lord, for the uh, protection that no one was injured. It wasn't a serious thing where her her body felt the effect of it or the other person. And, God, we thank you for that. Even as she has said, even in this, God, she gives you thanks. And, Lord, we thank you because we know that you are a God who it can reconstruct and rearrange and set things uh, in order in spite of what it looks like. So, Lord, we pray and we believe because Sarah has given thanks to you in this situation. She didn't, you know, go into a rage and start accusing God. She said she gave God thanks. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And because of that, God, we thank you that she will receive the benefits and the blessings of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There's a blessing in thanking God. There's a blessing in worshiping God. There's a blessing in giving God the glory and the praise when the enemy wants us to do as the enemy wanted Job to do. When his wife said, curse God and die, even in the midst of persecution, he refused to. He just didn't when she could have had a whole different mindset. She said she thanked God. So, God, we thank you, Jesus, that because she acknowledged you even in this, that you're going to take care of that, and she will be blessed because of it, because we know that you are a God of those who diligently seek him, and she sought you, and she thanked you even in this situation with this car. So let it work out for a good, God. And thank you, God, for the protection. Thank you for the leading and the guiding. And we give you glory for just being God in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, all right, guys, I think that's it, and we will be heading out of here. Thank you, Sarah, for hanging on here Mm -hmm. and um, being a part of what God is doing. So we say good night, guys. Thank you so much for being a part of Prophetic Grace Network Sunday night show. Uh, We'll be heading into a new week, or we already are. So we just thank thank you for hanging out here tonight. And um, Sarah? Say a prayer before we get off of here. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everybody that was on the prayer line tonight, Father God, for Prophet Randy, the founder of PGN, Father God, for all the prophets and prophetess that gets on uh, the airwaves of PGN, Father God, that are a part of PGN. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. Thank for you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. For you paid Amen. the sin debt in their And We thank you, Jesus. We thank, thank you, you for everybody, Minister Carol, that went forth uh, on tonight, Father God. We thank you. And for everybody that partake, that was a listener or even told what they had to tell about everything they went through, we thank you, Father God, asking us, Asking you to cover us in every way, on today and forever. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hallelujah. It looks like it's cut us off anyway. All right. We'll be blessed, and you have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we look forward to talking to you again, um, Sarah. God bless, and good night. God bless. Good night. All right. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.